seen one. Faded on a brown stain of some kind, on a garment made of well-worn beige denim. Keep zooming out, and the denim resolves into a pair of overall legs, currently worn by someone whose top half isn't visible, because it's wedged under a toilet tank. Linger on the two legs sticking out as an awful stench suddenly permeates the air. You realize what the brown stains are at this point. Then, from the back end of the toilet, you hear some soft noises that get steadily louder. As they go on, they reveal themselves as an elaborate drum beat. So far, this seems like a pretty shitty opening. Uh, nice. I, I meant that entirely as a joke in case someone uh, <laughs> later misses. Is it Way's goal? Well, while we wait for Rhythmbot, is it Way's goal to put a brown stain in like every single. Like, we, this is our third brown, unidentifiable brown stain. Moving on. Uh, scene <laughs> opens on a woman wearing a black leotard, flying through the air, feet above her head, red-brown hair, whipping above her face, with an eager look in her eye. Her entire lower jaw is made out of metal. While she's airborne, she does a full 360-degree rotation, body vertical the entire time, then lands on a dirty mat in a perfect gymnast's pose, hands up as... Uh, dust that had accumulated on the mat puffs up into the air from the force of her landing. She claps her hands to dust them off, then walks over to a nearby wooden crate, on top of which is a large, weighted fishing net. The net is tattered and ripped in many places, but it also glitters brightly against the dim and grimy light. Cut. Alright, scene three. Starts at ground level of a towering skyscraper. The frame slowly starts panning up then accelerates as we go higher, 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 flying past a hundred stories, then flies in through a closed window where we get a side view of a young woman. She's wearing a bright tie-dye hoodie, harem pants, slim backpack, and a white beanie. She casually strolls over to a closed window, checks left, checks right, flicks open the catching mechanism, flings open the window, takes a couple steps back, pauses, shakes her head with a slight hint of a smile, takes her backpack off, starts rooting around in a side pocket. After a few seconds, she pulls out a beat-up GoPro, straps it to her head, and starts to run. Scene opens on Agave, pulling themselves from a mass of bodies and stepping out of the bedroom. They stretch, stand naked in the spacious loft, covered in sweat. They wander over to the kitchen, chug a, chug a glass of water, sigh, then walk towards the balcony, grabbing a withered, drying peach. It swells at their touch. As they lean out over the balcony and look out at the sprawling city, a disheveled man wearing a once expensive suit appears in the doorway behind them. Uh, are you coming? Are, are you coming back? Agave bites into the peach, blood red sangria running down their face, and wipe their chin. I'm just really worried about that legislation my sister proposed to you. It would really help a lot of people. Agave give this, gives the peach to the lawmaker, placing their empty hand against his chest. He says, uh, I don't know. It's going to be pretty unpopular with the city council. I'm risking a lot. I'm sure you could help her out. Agave walks back into the apartment, hand leaving a trail of sangria on the lawmaker's torso. The lawmaker glances at the peach, hesitates, and then takes a greedy bite. Cut to black.
fade in to a dark alleyway with thin rain misting in from above. Pools of mist sort of coalesce around the corners of the alleyway with garbage stacked against one end of the brick facade. This is the old quarter, the oldest part of the City of Mist. And down a long set of concrete stairs below a building, there lies a blue metal door through which a small, warm apartment suffused with a smell, a musty smell, a life smell, a smell of old stale meals, candles, musty furniture, crammed into one corner of this small apartment, a queen-sized bed, a few occupants. We zoom in and we see Lee lying to one side, sweat beaded upon his forehead. And as we fade out, looking through his eyes, you see a subtle red courtyard atop a long, tall mountain. The courtyard is filled with gravel stones, and in the midst of the courtyard is a company of soldiers dressed in camouflage, assault rifles slung down in front of them. They're standing at attention. All of them are women wearing makeup. The makeup is smeared down their faces, tears stream down their eyes. And as Lee stands before them, they stand to attention and salute. As he looks to his left, he sees a tall gallows. And atop the gallows, two forms, one large, one small, both women. He looks back over the crowd and it dissolves and he stands in a similar courtyard inside the palace grounds itself. Rushing about him are men and women, long robes, bright colors, blacks, reds, oranges. They flit about him, their faces familiar, but then suddenly their faces fade away. He feels a long dagger pierce his chest. He wakes up. Going now to Kaz, it's Late at night, after the weirdness of recent events, you've decided to go out and blow off steam doing what you do best, uh, riding your motorcycle at extremely unsafe speeds all around the city. At this hour, the traffic is pretty sparse, but it doesn't really matter, does it? You can describe how it feels, maybe some cinematic shots if you'd like to. God, actually, it, it feels very strange looking at my completely uh, blocked off face. Um, okay. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> really enhance the atmosphere for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> they feel alive. They feel a little bit better. They've been very tired. And right now, moving fast, just went, not no wind in the hair because they are, of course, wearing a motorcycle helmet. A figure clad entirely in black, racing through the streets. They almost know, seem to know every turn they take before they take it. Every small adjustment on their bike is done seamlessly, instantly. Like, it's an extension of themselves, not just a vehicle, not just something they're riding. They race around narrow corners, and at times where they get maybe just a little bit too close to another vehicle, it, it seems like they just 
clip through, not even really touching. They keep moving um, miles and miles at a time, just winding around, not really having anywhere to go. At one moment during your race, you have an awareness of a shadow or some kind of a form you think might be following you. Just happens for a brief couple seconds and quickly uh, vanishes. At the end of your ride, you've made it to your favorite takeout place. It is a cramped Chinese takeout place called Good Food Fun Times, rammed between a hair salon and a laundromat. You almost missed the door if you weren't looking for it. As you enter, you, you know those places that seem bigger on the inside than the outside? Yeah, this is not one of those. The interior is cramped to the point of claustrophobic. There's barely any seating. It smells heavily of ginger and soy sauce. Various pickled meats in jars on the shelves and bags of potent spices hang from ropes on the ceiling. Uh, the one other person in the place quickly averts their gaze as you enter. The owner is a massive, nearly spherical Chinese man, totally bald, no facial hair, wearing a red-stained apron and a greasy white tank top with a massive meat cleaver in his right hand. You two have never said a word to each other. I signal for my usual and I slide $50 across the counter. Quietly pockets the cash, doesn't make any attempt at giving change. Before you had even given your signal, he has he was already starting to prepare it. You're very familiar with the way he works the knife, very efficient, quick uh, chopping motions. And as you watch him work, you hear a noise that seems to be coming from the exterior wall. Some kind of scraping, uh, some perhaps rubble being knocked loose from the ceiling. I would go outside and take a look, give him a nod. It'll be a couple minutes before the food's ready, so I... Pop outside the door, and I look up. He gives you the identical nod. There's a common understanding that has built up over the years. You know, the nonverbal communication is extremely strong between you two. Um, and you look up. Emma, describe character. All right, I've got uh, real comfy harm pants and a, and a bright tie-dye hoodie. And I got, like, cropped brown hair. I'm going to, like, climb down real fast. Are, are there, like, people chasing? Or... I... No, I think you've lost them. Okay. I think you've lost them. Lost. Okay. You've just yeah, you've just lost them, and you found you found a place where you feel like you want to be at. You know. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hop down like on the ground and just like brush off. Um, and up close, you can see that I'm wearing this like canvas beanie that um, looks kind of weird. It's like it's like if you took like a long bag and then smashed it up and then just like put it on your head. But like from a distance, it looks like a pretty normal beanie. I'm just like gonna probably like look around and like head towards the Chinese place because it looks like a good little, little hidey hole. I see Kaz like standing out. Yeah, you of course see Kaz, and Kaz, you recognize this. You might have guessed as one of the f six photos. I'm gonna like see Kaz's helmet as I'm going in and be like, whoa, sick helmet, dude. It's like totally shadow vibes and shit. I'm losing my mind over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're still on push to talk. Right, so. <laughs> right. It, it, it works because Kaz doesn't speak yeah. very often. So. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I thought that was part of the scene. Like I thought you were just standing there, Emma and I was like, "Oh man, I can't silence. wait for you to say something." 
as as you approach, I think at first it looks like I'm about to ignore you, and then I take a look at your face, and I out of character said, "Oh shit." Um, that's that's internal monologue there. And I think I just kind of sigh and I pull out my sticky notepad as I'm walking back. Actually, would we stay outside? Is it light out here? Uh, no, it's very dark. It's past midnight. Well, I guess there's some like flickering street lamps. It's not a very well-maintained area of the city. Oh yeah, as you walk up, I'm also like checking out this like paper airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Do I recognize the paper airplane with? You, of course, recognize the paper airplane. It's got a big photo of Robert taken from, like, a uh, sneaky angle. In that case, I, I walk in, back into the Chinese place, but I don't bother opening the door. <laughs> I just walk through. This is how I'm testing if um, this person's like us. Is I'm just, is she, is she going to notice? And as I'm pulling out my sticky notepad... It's takes a look at you, person. walks straight back in, door slams right in your face. I don't open the door. I go through the door. Oh, you walk through the door. Oh, yeah. right. You watch as they face through the door. I, like, do a double take, I guess. And then I'm just gonna push in there, and I was like, I'm like, go up to you, I'm like, dude! Dude! Dude, are you, like, magic and shit? Dude! I, I've, I'm magic and shit! Can we talk about magic shit? Please? <laughs> I nod and I pull out, it's weird because I can't gesture with my left hand. Um, I pull out my sticky notepad and I just write down, there's some people you need to meet. Oh, dude, this is so sweet. Are you like a superhero? I want to be a superhero, dude. Yo, I was just like doing some sick buildering up there, you know? And there's this freaking paper plane, and it was just kind of like floating and shit. And I was like, "What the hell, man?" So I tried to grab it. There's like no wind up there, dude. No wind. And it's just like chilling in the air. So I try to grab it, and it flies out of my hand. Do you know what's up with that, dude? It's just like fly. It doesn't care at all. Do you know what? I grabbed it, but then I smudged it because I was grabbing it too hard, right? And it just like died. Dude, dude, look at look at. <laughs> For frame of reference, how old is uh, Leticia? Probably like 19-ish. Right on the sticky notepad, magic and shit. (laughs) Yes! Circled and underlined. (laughs) I'm gonna be honest, dude. I'm not getting much from you, and it's kind of freaking me out, but I, like, it seems like you know shit, so just, like, I'll, I'll go with the stranger in the middle of the night. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. And uh, we'll cut the scene there. What a fucking incredible scene that was. We will now go uh, to Robert. It's the morning after yesterday's events. Your company is essentially self-sufficient at this point. An automaton, if you will. Uh, but there's always new issues to deal with. Um, The newest issue is the rise of uh, street gangs. Um, There's talk of police implementing enhanced security measures in response, uh, which Name What You Need Inc. would certainly have to deal with. The extra bureaucracy would probably make your company run slower, but it might also decrease the amount of shipments that have been going missing lately. uh, Which has been on the rise. You want to describe what you're doing in this this morning? You do have uh, a meeting planned 
with the rest of the crew at the Condus Community Center. Now that I know that someone's after me, before I leave, I just scrawl some letters on my under some of the windows and on a piece of paper that I wrap around the door handle. Uh, word series that can ward off intruders. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so you scrawl off like a series of warding names and put them on the various entrances as an extra precautionary measure. Yeah, the whole time I'm like buzzing around the house, like grabbing various materials and inks and different things from the house and just kind of furiously working the whole morning before I even head out. You're doing that. Uh, I imagine a dog would be helping you as well, carrying a large... Does dog have like a backpack? Yeah, just retreating stuff. <laughs> like a quiver, maybe? A fanny pack, perhaps? Yeah, he has like this, uh, it looks like a kind of like a two foot wide fanny pack, but instead of a belt, it has these little like metal bits that go into the clay and hold on oh, to the nice. front of his body. Metal, like clip on fanny pack. Sweet. Yeah. So you've got all your materials and your inks. Um, as you leave, you see a woman leaning up against a street lamp. As soon as you exit, she immediately makes a beeline towards you. Uh, a petite woman with bleached hair tucked into a baseball cap. Uh, she's chewing bubblegum. Hey, uh, I'm Ellie. Ellie Woodsworth? I saw you on the news report last night near the accident. Uh, I'm not giving interviews right now. Oh, I, I didn't want an interview. Um, it seemed like you were involved in some capacity with Naveed. I was wondering if we could talk about that because I was also involved... Well, or maybe he was involved with me. You see, Naveed was following me. Stalking, more like. He was following me around and stole something of mine, something very precious. And if you know anything about him, I was wondering if you could get it back for me. Uh, if you know anything about him, come with me. I know some people who want to hear about this kind of thing. We will cut now to Lee. As you wake up, you immediately get the feeling that something it's not quite right uh, you're not quite sure what it is just get a feeling of like something's out of place pull out of bed stretch look around a little bit cautiously there's a knocking sound at your door that's what woke you up i am going to in my mind just like prepare myself for something bad um but i'm gonna mm -hmm. just put on an act like i'm really tired like they drag me mm -hmm. out of bed so i get up like walk over just sort of slowly scratch my back open the door look at uh, um just look up lazily so you see two police officers one of them is a tall well-groomed handsome man uh the other one is a rotund dark-skinned asian indian woman um the indian woman says Good morning, Mr. Han. Uh, I'm Officer Das. This is my partner, Officer Quinn. We had a couple questions for you. May we come in? Do you have a warrant? No, that's fine. We can just talk here. We can just talk here. Yesterday evening, there was uh, an out-of-control motorcycle, corner of 5th and Pine, brought to a stop by another motorcyclist. No one hurt, but four figures converged around the scene. Sound familiar? Can't say that it does. We have eyewitness testimony that says you, Mr. Han, were seen taking certain items off the body of the deceased. Eyewitness testimony says you then went into a local diner for a few minutes and then left the scene. Is that sounding more familiar? That's interesting. I don't recall I don't recall anything like that. Sir, we're gonna have to ask you to come down to the station. Am I under arrest? 
Sir, I would really prefer to not have to go to the trouble of getting a warrant, so if you just come down to the station, we can get this resolved really quick. No, no, that's okay. If, when you Come back to me when you have a warrant, and I'll come down to the station. Her partner, he's sort of got his arms folded. Uh, he was a heavy sigh, um, and says, You know, Xavi, I think we should ask him. We could use the extra help. And she gives him, like, a harsh glare. You know, we can't do that. Is looking at you, just decides to go for it anyway. Mr. Han, we were investigating this man, Mr. Naveed Nguyen. Uh, he's at the center of some very curious events. And wondering if you could provide us any information about him. Say that I know any individual like that? Really? Eyewitness testimony, scene of the crime, or I guess no crime was committed. You're not guilty of anything. Just wanted to ask you a couple questions. I don't know anything about that. All right, uh, frustrated at your uncooperativeness, says, well, actually, we know a lot about that. We have a lot of information, and so if you have any information you'd like to share, we would be happy to provide you with what we have as well. So if you get anything, just call us. Okay. All right? writes his number down. Let me give you this. Just give him a post-it note that says 911 on it. <laughs> 911. Even, yeah, even weirder. It's 910. Oh. People, you can't shake me down. You cannot shake me down. Don't even try. At least I've fought cops. Good for Lee. Don't trust anything a police officer tells you. Fuck the po-po. That's what this show's all about. Community Center is a large, welcoming, red brick building. Uh, it says Condus Community Center in rainbow letters uh, above the front door. Uh, it's a warm summer day. School is out, so there's kids playing basketball, hopscotch. There's a group of teenage break dancers outside. Uh, everybody's laughing, having a great time the, as the birds are chirping. Eddie! Yeah, I think... Actually, what I've been doing is I've probably been waiting inside the community center. Actually, I have a scene um, for your arrival. You like to get there bright and early, right? Yeah. Well, I think I've just been waiting in front of Condus. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think you would have access to that just yet. Uh, he okay. usually sleeps in the basement, like slumbering beneath the community center. Uh... Right. So, um, we're gonna open the scene on your first approach. One of the kids spots you, and, um, you brace for impact because you know exactly what's about to happen. Uh, uh, as soon as you're spotted, the kid immediately runs up and starts yelling, Eddie, 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 we gotta show you something. We gotta show you something. Check this out. Check this out. So this is a throng of six, seven children. You all know. You know them all very well. Their ages range between eight and fourteen. There's Harrison. There's Lawrence. There's Miriam. There's Teresa. There's Garrett. There's Barnabas, and there's Caroline. A.K.A. Harry, Larry, Mary, Terry, Gary, Barry, and Carrie. And they're very, very scary. Nah, just kidding. They're not scary Jesus at all. Christ. 
They're wonderful. Is there going to be a quiz on this later? Uh, well, no. Eddie knows all of them very, very well. Uh, yeah, so uh, Garrett shows holds up like a tablet. He wants to show you his VGC Sun and Moon Pokemon team. It's like, check this out. Check this out. Check this out, Eddie. I'm running a Lunala with Moongeist Beam, Wide Guard, Trick Room, and Protect. I'm running a Groudon with Precipice Blades, Fire Punch, Dragon Claw, and Protect. An Incineroar with Fake Out, Flare Blitz, Darkest Lariat, and U-Turn. A Salamence yeah. with Double Edge, Hyper Voice, mm -hmm. Tailwind, and Protect. Mm -hmm. A Tapofini with Moonblast, uh -huh. All uh -huh. Nature's Madness, and Protect. To myself, and a to myself I'm thinking, I always knew this was the kid. He, he was the wealthiest of the bunch. This guy has this guy has all the money. He's got all the consoles that you like. Oh, God. What a, what a brat. I love him. Such <laughs> fire on that team. What a noob. As he's holding that up, uh, one of the other kids just points out into the distance and says, Puppy! And Robert has arrived. And they all start running their way over to Dog, start petting this dog, who's wearing like a fanny pack now, I think. <laughs> oh, like one of those, uh, those dog backpack holsters? <laughs> yeah, it looks like one of those little dog backpacks when it's in sleepers carrying various inks they're like oh dog what's his name we love the dog and they start mm -hmm. uh, petting the dog interesting as the mud and the clay are like getting all over them who do you belong to where did you come from are you talking to the kids <laughs> yes i think i'm gonna gently like like corral the kids and and like uh like usher them back towards the door uh and say that i'll i'll be there in a second uh, but I, I need to, to talk to some adults about some adult stuff. <laughs> like, Eddie, Eddie, no, no, wait, wait, Eddie, Eddie, we gotta show you this. We gotta show you this video. Check out this video. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so you, you watch, uh, it is a, like, a stop motion <laughs> video. Um, scene opens on, uh, actually, I have the music here. I have the music of this, uh, it's like a stop motion uh, let me let me play it. Here we go. Okay. So you see a dimly lit scene of about a dozen ballerinas. Uh, they're tiresomely shifting back and forth. They've got heavy weights on their shoulders and ankles. Uh, then suddenly a bright light emerges behind an opening door where a broad figure stands as a silhouette. As he enters the room, the dim lights cut out and a spotlight appears directly on him, revealing the heavy lead weights all over his body. He starts to dance the mm -hmm. ballet. His movements have mm -hmm. a light grace to them despite the weights. Mm -hmm. The dance moves are incredibly intricately animated. Um, this is a claymation video. Uh, the figure glides yeah. effortlessly across the floor despite his mass, like, which is like a fighting mm -hmm. gorilla. Uh, as he dances, yeah. the weights begin to fall from his body. First, he loses individual padlocks, ball bearings from the sack tied to his neck. Then the pace accelerates till he's shedding metal, shaking it off himself like a dog shaves off water. And then finally, he hoists the great lead plate from off his back with his left hand. He offers his right hand mm -hmm. to one of the ballerinas. With a thud, he drops the plate, and then at the same time, he takes her hand. Her own weights rapidly begin to fall to the floor. The two of them dance unhindered. The music roars to life. Both lead dancers leap to the ceiling as naturally as they breathe. Mm -hmm. At the climax mm -hmm. of the song, a gunshot rings out. And the two figures are reduced to a gray splatter of clay on the wall behind them. Mm. You know, I, I think to myself, damn, these kids are talented, and man, that new instructor here is just <laughs> super fond of Harrison Bergeron. Like, he is not... 
he will not stop talking about it. They're like, Eddie, Eddie, we just saw this. We just we just found this video online. Isn't it cool? Isn't it cool? It's going viral. It's going viral. It's mm. awesome. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then I think to myself, oh, they didn't make it. Okay, that, that, that's, that's a shame. That's a, that's a real shame. All right. Oh, man. Uh, as you've been watching it, you've been sort of managing to corral them, and uh, everybody mm -hmm. else is arriving at around this time. Uh, Y'all can describe how you enter the scene. I can go first. I'm assuming I'm going to relieve some pressure from some other people here because I pull up on a motorcycle and if I know anything about children. Could Agave be riding with Kaz? Is that is that an option? That makes a lot of sense. Can I carry a You have a sidecar, right? On a different motorcycle, on a real one, can I create a shadow? I think you two might be riding it on a regular motorcycle, the one with the sidecar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's more in character for Agape to just be riding bitch. See, the thing about that is it's actually exceptionally dangerous. I, I did my fucking research. It is exceptionally dangerous to ride two people seated on a motorcycle, even if the passenger is the one who's drunk. Dude, Ren, Ren has sent me a, a lot just, of, like, motorcycle research. Yes. <laughs> and impossible if that person is passed out. And yes, that would stop Kaz. Yeah, so I'm assuming that you're pulling up on your regular motorcycle um, with Agave kind of, sort of like, you know, sprawled out in the sidecar. And all the kids immediately get, get, get distracted by this motorcycle. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. Let's go check it out. Uh, and they run up and start touching it. Do I care about that? I think yes, but I don't know how to stop them. Uh, My body posture is very sense the stiff. discomfort and then start pulling out glow sticks to distract the children. They're like, oh, shiny. Uh, they love it. Uh, they immediately start playing around with the glow sticks. Letitia. Do you mean that Kaz just like gave me the address? Yeah, uh, so we cut the scene. Yeah, I gave you an address and my phone number. I'm assuming all the logistics were worked out in that Chinese place. I come from some undefined location, just like show up. I've got like the cleanest hoodie that I own, and I actually like combed my hair for once. And I've got some sunglasses that I think make me look really cool. I'm just like walking up, and then I like see that the address is like the community center. And I'm like, where's the jet? Where's the rocket ships and the, the cyborgs? And then I just like shrug and then like look around. Oh, I guess I see like Kaz there. Yeah. So Letitia has just. <laughs> <laughs> My shadow. <laughs> then I'm gonna like run over. <laughs> I would have told Agave about the incident. By mm -hmm. the way, you two spoke of it at length on the ride over. We can do that scene if you guys want. Uh, you two talking. I mean, you can't really talk on a motorcycle, but like before then. Well, you could have. You could sign at stops, right? That's true. So you can talk on a motorcycle in this situation. Yeah. You're completely right, Wei. Yeah. Although I, I suppose we probably would have had that conversation long before riding the motorcycle. Yeah, probably. Side note, yeah. Agave is wearing like a mesh tank top. Really not something that's suited for community center. Yeah, you get some looks. In particular, there's a tall figure at the door um, holding something in his hand who gives you a dark look. Okay, so all the all the kids are like, whoa, the motorcycle is amazing. And then they get distracted by the glow sticks. Uh, then Letitia shows up from an undefined location. Shadow dude, whoa, where's the jet? Where's the cyborgs? Like, I come up to him like, dude, is this, is this like a front? Is there like an underground 
Secret cave? <laughs> Not here. Oh, hey. Is, is that, hey. Are, are you also, are you also a magic person? Gave's gonna look at Kaz to make sure this is the right person. Double check real quick. <laughs> you saw the, you did see the photos yeah, yeah, yeah. in the folder. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just, I, I, I nod and I shook my head at the, is this a front? Have, have I seen these photos? Yeah, you were there um, at the, if you recall, at the food, at the food place. You've seen, you've seen the photos of everybody except Robert. Yeah. Okay. Actually, have we, did we all exchange numbers off screen? Up to you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, f I feel like I pulled out my, you know, it's like an old Nokia flip phone, by the way. It's not a smartphone. And I put everyone's phone numbers in and I texted <laughs> them all individually, not in a group chat. I texted, found the other person in the file. Extremely long, painful scene of like, a Kaz on a Nokia flip phone t hitting like five, three times <laughs> to get the letter O. Like beep, 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 beep. No, no, actually. Individually retyping I think it's one of those slide hybrids time. where it has like a full keyboard with buttons on it. Oh, I remember that. It wasn't like, it's not a Blackberry. The finger phases through, and so they have to keep pressing it until it actually clicks. I had one of those. It was pretty boss. It's not like a Blackberry. <laughs> it's not one of the fancy ones. God, I wish I had my old cell phone. I like to imagine that because you're just such a large individual, you keep accidentally pressing other keys and having to delete them. And like, it takes like 30 minutes per like one yeah, sentence. The, the size text. of the buttons are much, much, are not designed for someone of your height. You also won't take the motorcycle gloves off. Mm. You've just True. been putting the phone okay, numbers so, took a while. Um, does Agave want to respond? Oh yeah, yeah, we got sidetracked. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty magical. Hair flip. Bro! <laughs> There's like a superhero crew, but to be honest, like, uh, the, the notes haven't quite explained the whole stitch to me, but like, what, what, what's mm. going on here? I'm kind of magical so, that that guy over there, the one that's wearing the fanny pack, uh, his name is Dog. He doesn't really speak. What the uh, fuck is that? Is that a full I, I think it's a Dutch hound. I, I think that's what uh, I think that's what Robert said it was. I'm assuming that I see the golem. Not yeah, you of course yeah. see a giant, over seven foot tall clay golem with a metal fanny pack. I finished locking up my bike and you know the motorcycle parking space or whatever. And I uh, just start walking to the community center. Like I'm, I'm, I'm letting somebody else deal with this. Uh, the sh the cool shadow dude is totally ignoring you. Agave is going to uh, try and get Letitia to follow them on TikTok and Instagram and uh, every other social media platform. Oh, dude, dude, you're on social media. Oh, me too. I've got a huge Twitch fan. Yeah. Like not to brag or anything, but like I kind of went viral when I like. That new Rockefeller Opera House in like 20 minutes, dude. Might have seen it. Nice, nice. I'm gonna sign to Kaz. Uh, so is your plan to just hope they don't find that gun registered in someone else's name in your saddlebag? You would notice that that's not, um, the, the motorcycle that I showed up on is of a completely different design and it's also real. It's not made out of shadows, it's like an actual real life motorcycle. How much do you know about motorcycles? How much does Robert know about motorcycles? They go room. Hey, you notice nothing out of the ordinary about the motorcycle. It is a motorcycle. Okay. It is of a different design. It doesn't look like a sport bike. Like, um, 
It's just, you know, motorcycle equivalent of a sports car. Very, very... You know, motorcycles are nowhere, crotch rocket cars. You notice it's a different color and that's about it. There's a there's a bedazzled sidecar as well on it, which isn't on the shadow one. Have you like decked it? Are there like rhinestones? Oh, did you like, each decorate yeah, your yeah. own? Yeah, there's part a little, the there's a little like uh, extension. There's a there's an ice cooler in there. There's like a little bag for snacks. <laughs> nice, quick access snack pouch. There will also be snacks hidden in the shadow motorcycle if Kaz is ever not looking. <laughs> there are. Nice. I actually have this written on my Kaz sheet, and then there's a few things on there that literally say in parentheses after them, Origave. Oh my god. <laughs> As Letitia is talking about her Twitch stream, the kids look up, they're like, whoa, you're viral. What's your Twitch? What's your Twitch? Ish unleashed. Don't tell, don't tell anybody what I look like, though. Tisha Unleashed. They uh, they immediately start looking it up and start watching videos. Uh, do you want to describe what they see? I'm, I'm totally into the goth lore, you know? That's what the fans love. The getting on top of high shit and standing, hanging, and walking around. That's that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, the goshwa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's various videos of Letitia climbing like urban environments in what appears to be very dangerous fashion. Uh, like the wind whipping around her uh, as she scales these buildings with no um, support. And they're like, whoa, this is amazing. This is awesome. They're like, we want to do that. Let's go do that right now. Uh, and they go run over to try to climb, <laughs> like jumping, <laughs> trying to climb this brick wall. Oh, Lord. <laughs> speed vault. I'm showing her Do a speed vault. You gotta run. Run hard. Don't stop. <laughs> okay, uh, Lee, you've made it as well. How do you arrive? There's like a park bench nearby. Lee is just sitting on it, one leg on the seat. He's sitting on the table part itself and letting one, the other leg hang and just looking at the uh, the many flags out in front of the uh, community center, just looking at them, hands in jacket pockets. You see the uh, rest of the gang arrive. Just nod, wave hello, walk over. It's static waving. All right, the team has assembled. Avengers, assemble! We all punch the ground simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm like once I see everybody get together, I'm gonna like launch into like a like kind of a disclaimer, like, okay. So, sorry, so I think the guy we're that forgetting I was something. To... Lee's not alone, right? Oh, yeah, I'm there's sorry. Robert. That person that I or Robert's up. not alone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me uh, make that. Oh, so yeah. Ellie. <laughs> oh, Lord. Thanks for that reminder. Dude, we had a lot of people here, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to like point to uh, Leticia and uh, Ellie and be like, who, who are these? People I did text. Please? I sent a one-sentence text that oh, yeah. said, so I, I found the other person, period. And that was it. Okay. I didn't respond to any questions after that. Okay. If they were... So I'm probably... Probably a little on edge because I know who we're about to meet. Like I, I think I'm skittish right now. You're also uh, made a bad impression on the clay man, who you're still convinced is like a very wise man, <laughs> like a sight, like you know the strong silent type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, maybe while Robert and I were just standing by each other, I, I put together they are two separate people at least, and oh. so I still think the clay man's like one dude, but like. I, I also know that Robert is affiliated with Clayman. Yeah. Yeah. I want this to be a running gag throughout the entire series. 
Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be. <laughs> I'm gonna beat this horse to death, and that's um, it's gonna be ridiculous. So yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. So we're gonna go inside. We're gonna talk to old man Condus. You call him great grandfather Condus. I don't care if a meteor strikes the building. You call him great grandfather Condus, and you do not wake him up. Christ alive, I will just leave. I, I like we we cannot afford to screw this one up. Uh, and, and he doesn't have a lot of patience. I talk to this guy if he's asleep. We we wait. And you know what? It's going to be worth it. We are going to sit and we're going to sit in front of him and we're going to wait for him to crack an eye and we are not going to make a sound as he's in there. Okay? Sitting in absolute silence. Sounds like my yeah. personal hell. Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Point at the person yeah, yeah. with we, Robert we, we can't afford and I'm like... Oh, yeah. I met her this morning. Uh, she says she knows something about Nabib, so I brought her to relay it agreed to come with at least all right i think at this point i'm panicking i'm seeing a much larger group than usual and i i'm like freaking out because i know i know that old man condis doesn't like surprises mm -hmm. and uh basically i think at this point i'm like okay so here's a plan here's a plan uh we're gonna we're gonna go through the people who can get us to get old man condis and then like anybody who doesn't want to sit in a, a quiet room can like uh like stay with my mom uh who's working here and then, like anybody who uh, is 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 like interested in, in talking to Condus, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to be patient, but but we're gonna see him. So so who is this guy? Who actually is this guy? This guy. So I point to the because literally all we know so far is that he doesn't wake up, and we don't want to. All we know is that you want to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So I point to the name on the building, and I'm like, okay, so he's the guy who made all of this, and so everybody you see here he knows personally and he's like i swear to god i think that's how that works no 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 he's a miracle worker i i'm telling you it's like i i cannot begin to explain how yeah but worldly like, this guy yeah, but like you can make something and that thing can touch other people that doesn't mean you know oh no, no 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 when he wakes up he's gonna know your name before you introduce yourself that's how good this man is Seriously, Who is he? He's. This is Eddie's turf. I think you should trust him on this one. I, I like. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm like pleading with Robert. I'm like. I'm. I'm. Because tr you can't put to words, old man Condis. He's a fixer. He like all your problems go away when this man is around. I'm telling you. Sounds to me like a man with power and influence. Sounds yeah. like a man we need on our side. Yeah, and so well, let's not fuck this up, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I think, like, I, I start ushering everybody into the building, and then we start talking to them. Well, do do we want to talk to Ellie first? Yeah, Ellie. Ellie's like, uh, listen, right. I actually have some appointments later today, so I just wanted to uh, meet everybody. I saw you, well, most of you, um, on the news. Do, do you know Do any Do you know anything about Navid? Oh, oh, oh! He's really creepy, uh, and and this one lady was paid to date him. But he spent the entire night hitting on to other ladies that were on their own date. She says, "Oh, that was that was me. Yeah, I was oh. the person. I was the person he was doing that to. It was mega uncomfortable." And he started like following it. me and and stalking me and my wife. Um, and then he stole something of mine. And I would really appreciate it if we could get that back. Well, what did he steal? says, uh, I'd, I'd rather not say what it was. Um, in fact, if if you guys go to get this item, I would like to come with you. 
but it would mean a lot to me if you were if you were able to get this uh, get this thing back. Agave puts a hand on her shoulder. We've all been there. Would would I know about the incident with Navid? I I would assume you would have been briefed at your meeting last night. I think Lee would Lee would have explained it to you what what happened. I'm just okay. curious, but like watching everything with like rapt interest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Out of the corner of your eye, you're you're uh, still seeing those kids trying to do parkour moves. Many of them falling, to my great concern. <laughs> my nah, immense they... concern. <laughs> you've seen you've seen worse though. You've seen worse. Yeah. I explained to Leticia. Uh, we think David is the supervillain, and we're trying to get information on him. Supervillain? Supervillain? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think we need, need to go that far. She understands. Okay, so yeah, I think I, I think I'm like leading everybody to like my my mom's, I think like English second language classroom, ASL class. Yeah. The ASL. Um, ASL. If Ellie's gonna go, Agave's gonna get contact details and also uh, okay, introduce yeah. her to a support down. group for victims of stalking. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Very nice. So you have Ellie's number and she says yeah so it's actually kind of important that i get this back really as as soon as possible so just let me know when you're ready to do that and um we can meet at his apartment and i know where i know where it is i think i think it'll i i just really need this back and i would Wait, really how appreciate do you know where his apartment is wasn't he stalking you uh she says never mind that um and uh i'm just gonna leave in a rush I trust this person completely. I trust her. So as you guys are walking across... I sign... I'm sorry, I forgot I was muted. I sign... I do mind that, but I don't press the issue. Let's play this one really close to the chest. We'll give her a call when we go to the apartment, but everyone keep an eye on her. As you guys are walking across the uh, front yard, as you see a small eight-year-old, it's an Asian Indian girl in a pastel yellow t-shirt, uh, she turns and catches your eye for a split second. Just uh, you blink and you miss it, and a profound sense of peace and calm washes over you. She's got a very slight smile on her face, and you get the status tranquility. Uh, this is a level two status. You feel a benediction. But like, what variety of tranquility is it? Because the thing is, Kaz is so unused to his sense of inner peace. That that would that would be actively strange to them, but if it's the kind of magic where like I'm tranquil about it because of the tranquility status, then I wouldn't care, you know. And I think that it's more interesting if I just like don't process the fact that normally that would freak me out because of the tranquility status. Yeah. Exactly. So you feel an incredible peace of mind. Um, all of your anxieties and worries sort of fade away and dissipate. So you look, make eye contact, and then look back, and she's gone. You all are stopped at the front door. Eddie, of course, you know this man well. This is Father Stone. He is a tall, middle-aged black man. Uh, he's carrying a beautiful, ornate, leather-bound Bible in his left hand. 
Uh, yeah. For as long as you've known him, you've never seen that Bible leave his hand. Of course not. Yeah. And he's got a cross dangling from a silver necklace. Uh, he sees you, gives you that upward he- head tilt, offers the high five. Like, mm-hmm. A pie. Yeah, yeah. without a beat, I, I, I respond with a, a, like, a high five of my own. He's like, up high, down low, too slow. Oh, Eddie, you catch on quick. You got me. You got me, Eddie. What's good, Eddie? You taking care of yourself out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been I've been lying low since the break-in a uh, week back. Uh, but uh, we, 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 just, we just need to talk to the old man about some things today. You know? Oh, you're seeing the old man. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit, I know. Eddie. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, have you heard the bad news? No. What? What? What's happened? Word on the street is we might get bought out. See, there's this real estate state agent came in the other day. She was real slick looking. Wanted yeah. to talk to the old man. You know, we told her the usual, but turns out he was actually awake. So we took oh, her down shit. there. She was talking with him a real long time, Eddie. Real long time. Yeah, after she left, I did a little digging. Yeah. Uh, turns out she's been buying up property all around this place. She's been doing it for years, real slow. Mm. All those luxury condos going up recently. Yeah, that's her. Real estate developer. Uh, her name's Rita Crawford. Rita. Lee, oh. you recognize the name? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, you recognize the name? I think it's on your character sheet. Don't like it, Eddie. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. We know where she went after that. I don't know. I didn't follow her or anything. I don't think the old man would ever sell the place, but yeah, no. they're talking down there for a real long time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Thanks. Thanks. We'll Listen, follow up on that. Eddie, uh, Eddie, you know you could help us out anytime you wanted. You could help us out. And he sort of glances at your toolbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. And like Eddie, like shamefully, like kind of looks down at the toolbox too. And uh, he's like, I, I'll talk to the old man to see what I can do. Yeah. See you later, father. Times are changing, Eddie. Nah. I'm worried about the street gangs, the drug running, the street racing. It's making a neighbor, our neighborhood a whole lot less safe. I heard one of them's trying to t- work their way into the city council. Um, as he talks, Lee and Eddie, you're aware that, uh, you know, alcoholism and drug problems have become an increasing problem in this community. Mm-hmm. A couple new drugs have been hitting the street. Not good. He waves you. (laughs) (laughs) Quietly stashing a vape in an inner pocket. (laughs) Yeah. You look out for yourself out there. Don't ever forget where you came from. Never could. Never could. And I start going back in. Start going back. Walking through. Inside, uh, there's... Many, many rooms, uh, spacious, hosting various programs. You know, your mom is teaching an ASL class. There's people doing, like, painting work. Uh, There's a hands-on geology lecture being taught by your father. At the faint periphery, everybody notices this. There's, like, a very uh, faint, almost imperceptible rumbling, like a vibration that seems to be coming from the floor. Very normal, Eddie. Very normal. Normally, this would freak me the fuck out, but I am tranquil. I am so fucking calm right now. My body, yeah. po- my posture mm-hmm. is relaxed. And normally, it's stiff. It's stiff like always. You know, Eddie, that the way down to see the old man is through the guardian 
You gotta get through Dusty the janitor. Dusty the janitor. First. Yeah. All right. I think I. I think I first head to my mom's room because she's teaching ASL. I think she, like, I don't hmm? recognize the language that uh, Kaz or uh, or Agave or uh, Robert are using. So I think that they've got something that they can like bond over and talk with. Well, I try to figure out like where the hell Dusty is, and I'm trying to keep you occupied. Eddie has led has Robert Agave over to his mom's classroom. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Very big smile on her face, waves you, you know, welcomes in, um, but no words. Okay. You gonna look around for Dusty? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'll then start like combing the halls, talking to people who are throughout the community center. Everybody's on a first name basis here. I feel like mm -hmm. and. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm just like steadily working my ways uh, down the hall to see where the hell Dusty might have been off to. You bump into um, almost immediately uh, your Auntie Day. Auntie Day? Uh, she, yeah, Auntie Day. She's wearing uh, multicolored bangles on her right hand. She's got three watches on her left hand. Yeah. Uh, floppy sun hat, fun mismatching socks mm -hmm. and sandals, mm -hmm. and a monocle. She's got a big monocle yeah, big right monocle, there. Yeah. Uh, and she's wearing some subtle, like sweet smelling perfume. Yo, Eddie! Uh, it's good to see you. Uh, she hasn't been here for a while. She's uh, she's actually just gotten in. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know she travels a lot. I know she's she's not right. about. I, I'm. I, I start asking her about her latest adventures because I know it's always worth the time. Uh, actually, uh, my newest adventures have been taking taking place here. Yeah. You hear about the new underpass they just finished? It's supposed to get you anywhere fast. Hmm. Cut straight through the heart of the city. Yeah. Took it here today. Got it here in record time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Bet you that tunnel will get you anywhere you need to go. Anywhere. Anywhere, Eddie. Anywhere? Yeah. Ah. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah. Got you a gift for my travels. No worries. Uh, you know how I just got back from Jerusalem? Found something you'd love in a cute little boutique down there. Mm. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Starts patting herself down. Oh, God. I must have left it back in the tunnel. I, I must have left it back in the tunnel, Eddie. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, I tell her to not worry about it. it it's incredibly thoughtful. And I'm sh I tell her... Listen, if there's anything I'm certain of in life, that thing's going to turn up in, in, in my hands anyway. And I, thank you. Thank you. You know, I lose, lose track of things. I'd go get it myself, but uh, my flight to Madagascar is leaving in an hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, she checks her watch, yeah. checks her second watch, checks her third watch. You, you can go get it uh, if you can't. You might need a vehicle of some sort, maybe some kind of people who could provide you with some kind of a vehicle. Uh, but uh, tunnels just off Mid Street, okay. headed to Dockside. You can't miss it. Okay. Tell them Auntie Day sent you. And she uh, leaves in a rush. All right. Huh. Okay. So I've got a. Okay. Present under the underpass. And uh, after a bit of combing, you're able to uh, find Dusty, the janitor. He's a brown-skinned man. Now I feel His hat like just pulled low. Are, are Letitia Lee and El Ellie still? Is Ellie still with us? Or is she? Uh, Ellie has left. Ellie has. Ellie just talked to you briefly at the door and then left before you all went inside. Okay. I feel like, I, I don't know where everybody is right now, if these guys are still sticking around in the room, but right now, I, I think that yeah. Lee and I, at the very least, are like combing through the community center because we know it the best. I'd definitely be with, I'd definitely stick with Eddie. So uh, shall we cut to this room right here, Robert Kazagave, you've kind of been dropped off here by Eddie uh, in this ASL class. What are you all up to? Gave will start to grow increasingly fidgety the longer they are in silence. How do you fidget? Uh, first one leg starts hopping and then they start like <laughs> looking around, picking stuff up, filling with it, <laughs> clicking pens, somehow clicking seven pens at the same time. 
Agave will stop. Agave will not stop. By the way, because Kaz only knows like very basic ASL. Like there's a class going on right now, right? Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm like listening. I'm practicing. I'm into it. Listening is not the best word choice. Well, I assume they're also talking because it's an ASL class. No, actually. So I took. I I actually took like several dozen lessons of an ASL class. No talking. Zero. How do they totally soundless. communicate on um, like when it's like showing you what one sign is? Uh, she has a she has a screen and she types on the screen. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm watching quite closely and comfortably. Robert, is there anything uh, you're doing? You understand all? You have a deep yeah. mastery. I used the weird sign to ask Agave what's actually going on. Uh, Agave will sign back. In what context? Why are you acting so? Nervous. Agave pauses and says, "You don't want to unpack that right now." Is that good enough for you? Or are you gonna dig a little bit deeper? You can investigate me if you want. I was, uh, yeah, that was to Robert. You, you are allowed to investigate your your fellow players. Investigating g- gives you clues, um, and then you can then you can then spend those clues to ask questions. Those questions don't okay. need to be in character. So there's actually a mechanic around. Those, those questions don't need to be in character either. Like you can um, flavor mm-hmm. it as something your character picked up on or noticed. Yeah. You want yeah. to do this investigate roll? Uh, I'll try it, I guess, yeah. All right, invoke as many tags as you think are appropriate. I don't really see anything, but maybe you um, could convince me. Maybe you're on any lingualism? Yeah, if languages are involved in it. That is a nine plus one, that's a 10. That's a very good roll. You get clues equal to your power. So you get one question. You can ask any question you want about Agave's character. Uh, you can save that for later. Here, I'm gonna give you this. Yeah, and depending on how direct the question is, I will answer it in maybe a broad way to keep the mysteries going. Okay, we can cut back to that later while you're thinking of what question to ask. Um, we're gonna go back to the hallway. Letitia, Eddie, and Lee, you... So, hey, what are your guys' names? Oh, I, I definitely Wait. would have introduced myself, I think. Yeah, same. Okay, okay. Well, uh, they call me Teach, and I'm not in my day job. Hi, Teach. Yeah, I. What, I uh, what can you do? What, what kind of can you do? You know, you know what I'm saying. I like. I'm. I'm enthusiastic. I like hand Teach a, a, a business card, and I'm like, listen, if you got anybody, anybody with piping problems anywhere, you you call this number. I am. I am in search of work, and I will do any job, no matter how dirty. And I'm sure, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> modestly, I'm like, I manage a number of soup kitchens. Wait, no, 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 no. I don't think you guys are understanding what I'm getting at here. I mean, like, what do you do, you know? Like, I give, I give her a very serious look. <laughs> uh, you want to do an investigate roll? I mean, all I got is a friendly attitude. Could that, could that help? <laughs> friendly attitude, sure. Plus one. Plus one. That's a very nice roll. That's a nine. Whoever or whatever you're asking the question can ask you one question as well. My interpretation of what's happening here is Tish has like a very disarming, friendly attitude. And um, as she's asking, uh, who do you want to ask, by the way? You can ask either Eddie or Lee. Well, Lee kind of was looking at me kind of seriously, so I guess I'll ask Eddie. (laughs) Okay, Uh, (laughs) Letitia, so out of character, uh, what do you, or what question do you want to ask? Uh, what about 
his appearance looks strange, I guess. I'm just like. You should be a lot more specific. A lot I more think. specific. Um, no, no, like no. I can what work is that. exactly your power? Oh, okay, sure. That's yeah. Fine. Okay. You can work with it. Can I fine. know oh. that automatically by looking at him? <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, think I think you should have a little bit more detail of a question for an investigate role. But okay. go ahead, Noah. Let's I, see what you got. I think when Latif says, "What do you do?" I I kind of look guilty and panic for a moment, and I glance down at my uh, toolbox, which has three layers. And the first two layers look like perfectly normal, but like from the bottom layer, you see just a really small bit of like velvet cushion which you would not expect to have in a toolbox and you notice like a lot of things are kind of weird about my outfit like you see the walkman and the headphones on my like working overalls you see where like you might expect tools a pair of drumsticks sticking out of uh my pockets so you're thinking there's a music theme going on and there's something weird in the bottom of that toolbox love it uh, Noah, you have one question to ask in response. When you're on the job, what are you what are you doing? Is it all games or is there like something more to do? You mean like the, do you mean like the Twitch? <laughs> yeah, the Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Because because you do it sounds like you, you climb buildings. Is there anything I could glean about like your work aside from like more into the extraordinary side of it? Not my work. It's just my hobby. Just a hobby? So nothing like magical or exceptional about uh, well, I guess if you watch the streams yourself, you probably notice that uh, Tish climbs like way faster than you'd expect someone of her physique. And uh, there's oh, there's one time in the stream when she slipped, but then she didn't actually fall, and then she just kept going. Huh. Maybe I would have, yeah, maybe I would have seen that when like the kids were like jumping around and looking at your videos outside. They were like showing me like, look, look, look. She fell. She didn't even, she didn't even scrape. Like it was, she was totally fine. She's amazing. I don't know why you guys are all squirrely bros. If we get to like a less populated area, I'd, I'd totally show you what I can do. It's pretty sweet, pretty chill. Sweet and chill, like a sweet chili sauce. <laughs> like from a super fun... What was it? The Chinese. It's called a uh, good food fun times. Good food fun times. So, so that's all I want out of life. Good yeah. food fun times. Yeah, <laughs> that restaurant encapsulates every possible human desire <laughs> in four <laughs> words. Um, okay, so. Uh, we got now a scene with Dusty the janitor, wrinkles all over his face. He's got a a, a hat pulled low over the eyes. Uh, says, eh, "What's that? What's that? I think what's going I, on?" I think I'm pretty close with Dusty because I like I feel like he would have taught me the basics of what I'm working with now. Okay, and what you know about Dusty is that Dusty starts out with a status, uh, hard of hearing, level four. Hard of hearing, level four. Oh. Fuck. He's like, oh, what's going on? What's that? I, I think I would know enough about uh, Dusty to like tap him on the shoulder and like wave, kind of like lean into his ear whenever I'm talking to him. So I, I'm going to ask him, do you know where old man Condus is? He says, what, what, what's that? What's that about a, what's, what's that about a, a Bondus, Bondus is? Uh, and okay. And so I think. I think I would know to like look in like a nearby room for like a dry erase board and some marker. It's harder, not harder. Yeah. 
Go ahead and make an investigate roll. I think you would be able to invoke maybe two of these. Which ones do you want to invoke? Maybe blue collar workers and um, elderly wisdom. That's a four plus two. That's a six. He's just going to leave. He's he's always cleaning. You know, this is a massive place. He kind of has to do all of it himself. And uh, he's got he's on a schedule. He's on a tight schedule. He's got to move. So you duck into a side room and he's already gone. Okay, but uh, well, with I guess he's he's cleaning. What? Is Lee with him? Yeah, can I can I Yeah, yeah, Lee. So Eddie somehow? has ducked into a side room. Uh Lee and Letitia, you're still in front of this guy. Notice how I cleverly had all of the sign language users <laughs> away <laughs> from this scene. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he going? Where is he? Is he just trying he's to? He's on a hardcore. This? He's on a hardcore cleaning schedule. He just turns his back to you and starts like scrubbing, like mopping the floor, like going hard on the mop. Do we? Do we want to follow? Uh, uh, Eddie. You can if you would like to. Eddie has. Eddie is uh, like I'm gonna stick out of the to, swing I'm gonna stick to the janitor. Sure, Lee. What would you like to do with the janitor? I think commanding presence is gonna help me out here, just to try to like get him to stop and just wait for a second while Eddie grabs the thing. Mm-hmm. So just like um, stepping I in front s- of him, just like using my, you know, my my diaphragm voice to say, "Hey, hold on, just a second. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be a minus four due to the hard of hearing. Oof, but plus can I get one a plus from one the commanding presence. This is minus three. Yeah, minus okay. three. If Letitia would like to help, oh, okay. Guys. That's a negative one. He's extremely angry that he that you're like standing in his way, uh, and he starts like attack. He's like hitting you, hitting your feet with a mop. He, he's on a schedule. He's got to move. He's got to move. Like ah, step out of the way. Ah. This old this old man's beating you down with a mop. What can I do? What can I do? He defeated me utterly. Like his physical prime just absolutely got tanked. Like. Like this, this, this janitor used his mop as like a pole arm and just kicked the shit out of you and put you in a corner. Yeah, he like swept my leg and like slapped me in the face with a mop. <laughs> yeah, actually, with that bad of a fail, I think you would take a status. Uh, oh. maybe like bruised, bruised shins, bruised shins too. Yeah, he whipped uh, me. Go. He whipped me across the shin. He gave me shins. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You still, you, you leap back. Uh, as Dusty the janitor, he's a tough customer. He's got that hard of hearing tag. Oh, fuck. That hurt, man. All right. You guys are going to give up on this interaction? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm still looking around. I, uh, how close are we to the uh, <laughs> ASL classroom? Uh, I would say you're, like, deep. You're deep in the deep building. Deep in the building? So, like, the ASL is, like, near the front. You're a while away. Yeah, clever things were done, because, like, Robert had no real reason to stay behind. But, yeah. You have isolated them. So, so I, I'm, I, I completely searched a room and I have I found nothing. Found nothing. Yeah, you're not getting any kind of writing materials. No uh, maybe it's like art day. So like all of the art supplies to, like, are in use right now. Out of the way. Is that like, as somebody yeah. who is... Amazing no, you're trying to get him... He's, he's, so he's the keeper. Idea. He's the guardian of the old man. And he, to get to the old man, you have to get through him. Oh, he boy. knows the old. He knows the old man's schedule. He knows how to get you to the old man. Everything about the old man is kept by him. He's the gatekeeper. Okay, so I'm gonna tap. I'm, I'm gonna run back uh, to him and I'm gonna tap and like gesture to uh, some piping 
Nearby. Let me just quickly pause here and remind you of the rules. If you feel like something's getting too hard, you can do an you can do what's called burning attack. So you automatically roll a seven with a power of three. So you just get a ten. So it's an instant success. Uh, however, you can't recover that tag until you get some downtime. Okay. And you might want to use that downtime to do other things. Um, I'll use attention gift. I'll burn attention gift. So let's give him a status called myth. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm burning attention getter. Oh, you're burning attention getter. That's an automatic success. All right, so you're burning attention getter. With much tapping, you finally get him to look up. Okay. I would like to usher him over to some typing take out a wrench and like I, I assume he's got like a bucket nearby him yes I'm gonna like fill up that bucket with some water and then i'm gonna close the pipe again and then i'm gonna try and spell out on the ground condus with a uh, little spear. with the water since you burned that tag i'll just give that to you yeah so you bring him over to the piping you get some like water on the ground and spill out spell out uh condus oh you, you want to see the old man oh you should just said so you should just said so eddie you should just said so he actually just woke up eddie your friends know to, to call him by the proper name when you speak to him i'm nodding fervently. every time you hear every single time uh he says pointing at lee and, and leticia great-grandfather yeah, so uh, he's in, he's in his usual spot in the basement and uh, reaches into his shirt, pulls out a small key. Make sure you gather everyone, because uh, I have a feeling he won't be awake long. Uh, hands it to you. And I immediately take some cloth out of the first level of my toolbox and wipe up the mess that I've made, because I know that that would piss Dusty off if I thought that would You're good kid, Eddie. You're good kid. Then I, like, grab Tish and uh, Lee, and I start running to grab the other guys. I keep up. I limp along with my bruised oh. shins. <laughs> mm -hmm. While they're on their way, can we do my question? Please do. In game, I'm going to ask, what's got you so upset? Is it something about the languages? Because I know you have your own special kind of sign language. Out of game, I'm asking, what's the deal with your secret sign language? Oh, okay. Perfect. Well, the uh, fidgeting and that language are not really connected. So, like, which do you rather want to know about? How about I ask what I asked and Agave uses it as an excuse to go off on a tangent about the language instead of talking about what's actually bothering them. If it weren't for your magic, you really shouldn't know it. Uh, and you should be really careful never to uh, use it in public, because uh, you may attract some wrong attention. Some people will associate you with a group you probably don't want to be associated with. Are you associated with this group that I don't want people to think I'm associated with? Agave kind of looks disappointed in you and says yes. Yeah, duh. Eddie and the rest have, a lot, have arrived. The class is just wrapping up. People are getting up to leave. I think I like, go in for a quick like uh, hug around my mom, introduce her to everybody, and uh, then uh, say we're going to be off uh, to see the old man. She says, oh, you're seeing the old man. Yeah. All right. Wish me luck. Have a good yeah. time. And uh, then I uh, ask if there's anything that she needs done afterwards. No, no, no I'm all, I'm all good, Eddie. You, 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 you and your friends okay. have fun. Okay. And then we take off. We take off to the basement. Give her a quick thank you. And if I remember correctly, in ASL, the difference between fuck you and thank you is like quite subtle. And I'm wearing a helmet, so you can't really tell. <laughs> you know, I, she's she's really laid back and uh, mm -hmm. and understanding. So I think that she's she just rolls. Signed her, her to have a wonderful afternoon. And uh, she signed back much more intricately uh, because I think she would have recognized that you're very uh, proficient in the language. Nice. 
All right, so Eddie, you boldly lead the crew to a small broom closet, a dusty trap door set in the floor uh, with a big like lock around it. It's locked locked shut, uh, but the, with a quite a small keyhole. Open it. Before I do that, I say one more time. Remember, great grandfather. I knew there was going to be a secret underground passage. Great grandfather, what now? Great grandfather Condis. Condis is his name. Uh, yeah. I heard Thomas for some reason. I was confuzzled. D O N D A S. So the four of you descend down. Um, it is like a, a ladder. And as you descend, the rumbling, the faint rumbling noise starts to get more intense and pick up in volume. After a short walk down a dusty passageway, you see him. He is the oldest person you've ever seen by far. Uh, his entire body just gnarled and wrinkled all over. His skin is the color of black coffee. Uh, he's sunken into a heavy padded recliner chair, fully extended out. Um, the padding of the chair has fully conformed to the contours of his body. It's hard to tell where he ends and the chair begins. You get the feeling he's been in that chair longer than you've been alive. And the source of the rumbling becomes clear. It is a very loud snore. Like... <laughs> Sounds like the chocolate lady from Spongebob. Chocolate! The snoring fades out, but he's still breathing very heavily. One eye, just hairline cracks open, glowing yellow and pink. Uh, he immediately says something in a foreign tongue. Uh, Robert understands it immediately. Uh, to the rest of you, it is the most beautiful and terrifying set of syllables you've ever heard before. Intricate and complex, but it's completely unintelligible. Uh, Robert, you recognize it immediately as the language in which true names are written. Uh, and the way he's just used it is the most expressive, elegant, divinely inspired way you've ever heard. It transcends your imagination. It feels like every single syllable he speaks contains more information than all of Wikipedia. New syntaxes and grammars are just unfurling before you. Uh, you feel yourself standing on a cliff, a precipice of knowledge. And you understand he's asking you a question in this language. He's asking, do you want to know more? Sometimes the price of knowledge is the knowing, and ignorance can be bliss. Whatever you choose, there's no going back. What does it sound like to the rest of us? It's simultaneously beautiful and terrifying. It's like a mixture of, I don't know, Hebrew, Chinese, Aramaic. Yeah, it's like the oldest languages imaginable, like a combination of all of those. Also, be, would I be able to respond to that language? Even as he's talking, just the mere fact that you've heard these syllables... Awakens my awareness to their... Yeah. Okay. You're standing at the edge of a cliff right now, and he's asking if you want to jump down or not. It's up to you. I tell him, the act of learning these things is worth their price. So that's a yes. Okay gonna have some consequences so on your character sheet you're gonna check off one attention on this mythos theme conversely uh you're gonna check off uh, uh one crack on this one yeah okay 
as you're now delving deeper into your story, into your mythos. So he speaks for just a couple more seconds, just a couple more seconds, and a fraction of like the mysteries of self-replication and life and syntax are starting to become known. Uh, and he stops just at the boundary of your understanding. Right when you couldn't quite keep up, he stops talking. And your mind is just divinely inspired. You will now say in Chinese uh, to Lee, Basonita Dijon. Robert and Lee immediately understand this as well. Who is your enemy? That's what he's asking. So you can choose to answer this or not. Whichever what direction you go will have consequences. You can take some time to think as well. We can yeah, come back to this. You want to come back? Just for a moment, cool. yeah. Through that hairline slit, he now, his pupil f fixates on Eddie, and he says, uh, uh, Eddie, I see you're finally awake, son. It's about time. I smile thinking it's a joke because I'm an idiot. I think it's lost on me. Let me tell you something about waking up, Eddie. Toughest part of being awake is going back to sleep again. Anyone can wake up. But getting rest, real, true rest, the kind of rest that sinks down into the bones, that's something you gotta cherish. I think I look over at the other people in the room and at the big mud man standing next to Robert, and I think back to, like, the robbery, and great-grandfather Condes' words really shake me. Just really profoundly make me worried. You've been touched. Let's say a level two. So why'd you want to come in here and see me, Eddie? At first, um, I heard these people here were having trouble in the neighborhood, and I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to, great-grandfather Condes. And then, on the way in, uh, the good father told me that there was a woman who came by the other day and I was just worried and I wanted to see if there was anything that I could do to repay you for everything over the years. Eddie, I've been on this world a long, long time, Eddie. Long, long time. And I fear my time might be drawing to a close. It's time to move on, Eddie. Kept us safe as long as I could. Kept us as an island. But the invaders are coming. They're gonna blight this land. When they do that, I'm not sure if I'll be able to stop them. The question is, Eddie, how much are you willing to sacrifice? This is uh, is this Mythos Spirit Island? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. How much are you willing to sacrifice, Eddie? You willing to give this place your all? We all know you're capable of so much more than what you are. I don't think my answer surprises him. I mean, obviously, this is my home away from home. This is my family. And I will do anything and everything to keep them safe. So that would mean you mark one attention mm -hmm. here. You mark one attention mm -hmm. here. You mark one crack here. Mm -hmm. 
uh, as you've said, you will do anything, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He says, you know how David beat Goliath, Eddie? It wasn't his can-do attitude. It was the sling. I knew the guy who made it. He's a great leather worker. Now he's got to watch out for the makers, Eddie. See, the doers stand in the spotlight. But there wouldn't be no spotlight without the makers. Did you have an answer, Lee? Yeah. Or should we keep going? Yeah, no, go ahead. So he asks, and this tremor goes through my body because in my mind, I've answered the question, I've given an answer, and then I shove that answer down. And I say, I respond in Chinese, I don't know. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. That's fantastic. Okay. So I would say you mark one attention here. Yeah. Yeah. And you mark one crack here. Yeah. The scene's going to end there. However, this is not what happens in the story. What actually happens in the story is the great grandfather Condus now gives you a very long series of strange anecdotes that only make sense in hindsight. So the way we're going to represent that is every single person here is going to get one clue. Um, it's called Great Grandfather's Wisdom. You can use this to ask a question about anything you want. As soon as you ask that question, we will do a flashback of the great grandfather telling you a cryptic anecdote about it. Sick. You could also spend it right now if you want to. Does anyone want to use their great grandfather advice right now? Yes. Okay. Nice. nice. Hell yeah, dude. Flavor-wise, that's really neat because that's like, in essence, you understanding it like right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm deeply concerned about the purchases around the community center. And I feel like that's what I'm honing in on mm -hmm. first because um, mm -hmm. that's what's important to me. And so I, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. listening to him talk and I'm trying to glean what the threat is to the area. And like, I'm trying to internalize names that he mentions in his anecdotes. I think he would only give you that one name he mentioned before. Rita Crawford? Crawford, yeah. She is the one kind of leading these efforts. In addition to that, he says, um, you can't do this alone, Eddie. You need allies, people who can help you. Your friend Lee there, for example, could be a force for good. I don't think that even costs you that clue. Um, that's just naturally part of the scene. So. Rita Crawford is a real estate agent who has been buying up the land around here for years um, and expanding, and uh, she is definitely a threat. So the problem that the community center is having is just a matter of money? That's it? Well, it's not necessarily... It's like gentrification, right? It's a deeper issue than just money. Mm. Like, the entire area, like the lower income people are being yeah. driven out. Uh, by the housing, you know, it's it's more of a systemic issue. Yeah, okay. I would say. Okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, he also gives you additional stuff. I have this written down as well. You all each get one juice. Juice? Oh, okay. You can spend juice to make a new status, increase a status by one, or decrease a status by one. And we will also do a, fair, a flashback to the old man giving a an anecdote about that. We'll cut the scene there. And now, uh, I would like to ask what you all would want to do next. 
comment I'm gonna make is that while we're on our way out, I'm gonna go to uh, Eddie and say, "You know, Eddie, I didn't believe you with this old man at first, but my God, you were right." Yeah, I give him a nod and a and a side look, and I'm like, "He's good. He's very good. He's very good." And, and a legend around this park. This community center needs anything you tell me. I know ways I can get supplies your way. Oh, thank, thanks. It, it, like I feel a real sense of appreciation to Robert for that too. And I, I, I'm, I'm already like just based on um, the old man's advice. I'm already like, like sticking close to Lee. I think that just reinforces the helps that I uh, had on them last time. I'm gonna sign to Agave. Am I the only one who didn't get like? any of that agave's gonna sign back they were speaking a lot of languages and he said a lot of things and i'm gonna sign he said things agave to us. Try, signs out for like five minutes great grandfather this. <laughs> bro we just met yoda i feel like anakin skywalker i feel like tisha definitely left it's with not, a handful I, of caramel you, candy hmm. wait what <laughs> i i feel like tisha um definitely uh, Tish. Tish. uh, definitely left with like fistfuls of Werther's originals that old M and Condus just happily gave away. That's true. Yeah, one at a time, constantly the whole time we were just talking. Like very, very slowly, like <laughs> rummaging around in like a pocket in his chair, just like pulling out a caramel candy, <laughs> handing it to you, doing that again and again. It's like, ooh, caramel candies. I'll give that to you as a story type. Indies from there you go. Candies. Love that. I'm gonna munch on them right nice. now. All right, they're gone. I'm glad <laughs> I took the time to make that story tag. <laughs> I would like to, to give out a public reminder here. Uh, we still haven't looked through that camera. Now that we've spoken to the old man, we need to start looking at things for ourselves, which means we really should meet to make a game plan, yeah. figure out what exactly we're gonna do. One lead we have is that gun. We can see if it's registered to anyone. We could also, of course, just go to the guy's place. Uh, there's also that paper airplane that should still be following that, uh... Oh, that oh, that, that paper airplane? I think I know a paper airplane you're talking about, man. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's, like, crumpled up. Uh, the letters are sweat smudged by sweat. You want to know where it was, though? Yeah. Pretty sure I could figure that out. I was going pretty fast. I was doing some extreme precision vaults, but probably laid you there. Wait. Mm -hmm. Could I use my uh, true name writing to repair it and have it fly to the guy again? You could, but I don't think that's necessary. I think Tish knows exactly where it is. It was like hovering over his address like a quest marker. Ah, fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, It could tell us if he's in there at the time, though, or not. That's true. You could make a roll for that. I don't think I'm going to do it right now, but mm -hmm. I am going to point out, like, this is good. We can use this if we have a need to know exactly where he is. I can just... Uh, repair it, it'll fly directly to the guy. Uh, well, I don't know if we ever found out his name. One of the guys that was trying to take pictures of us. Mm -hmm. That you never did find out his name. Maybe we meet up uh, just afterwards, or like like we just go out to a, like a deli place. We're just sitting outside. We're yeah, like just like, this. I'm down for that if we just like mm -hmm. find a place right now to go. Is uh, Lee's soup kitchen uh, like something that we always have? Is it nearby? This is a large community center. It would be pretty easy to just like have a quick, you know, yeah. pull into an empty room and just chat in there. 
Yeah, I think that we would go into like a, a an IT room, like uh, something that's not being used right now for like computer learning mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I, uh, I pull out the camera and I set it down on a desk in front of everybody. As you reach for the camera, um, it's not there. And that sensation of something missing uh, starts to connect in your mind. The camera you took off of him was not at your apartment. You see Lee like go through his pockets and like look for something. It's not there and just like old hard look on his face sort of crystallizes. I think someone stole the camera. Did you bring it into your place last night? The nod. Someone probably broke in, got it while you were asleep. You just hear him just say, fuck, under his breath. I'm gonna sign and hope somebody translates for me. Did you check it? Uh, I translate it. Did you check what's in it? I would have tried to, but you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we could do like an investigate roll and if I fail, I just was too tired that night and just left it or something like that. I can also do a flashback. One time per session, you can invoke a flashback, which is very powerful. You can basically have had prepared for something in advance. What I was going to do with the with the reveal the camera thing, but I do like this complication that it's stolen. Can I do something here with a flashback? Yeah. Uh, how do you want? So let's just do um, straight up roll, no mods. Okay. What's the weather in the city been like the past couple days? Warm summer. Warm summer? Five. Okay, you got a five, looked at the camera, it was an exhausting day. You looked at it, you know, for maybe a couple minutes, couldn't really determine anything. Oh, when Kaz asked me that through the translation, I just shake my head and just walk over to a window and just turn away from the group and look outside, sort of angrily. The camera with all uh, the creepy pictures on it, is that right? Yes. We need to get to this guy's house. Okay. Um, is that the next move? I, like, you guys have a variety of different Ellie? places you could go. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, I, I think you I need to text Ellie, Kaz for a favor or two. Okay, let's quickly do Agave texting uh, Ellie. What do you want to text? Uh, I was going to text her if we're going to his house. Uh, oh, if you're going, okay, let's hold off on that. Uh, Eddie? Yeah. Have I heard Kaz speak at all? Or has it only been through gestures? Okay. And writing. So then... You. Is there anything I could possibly give you in exchange for a ride? Ride out where? A, a ride to an underpass nearby. Kaz, you would know, having driven around the city last night, um, the completion of a new state-of-the-art underpass that cuts right through the heart of the city. I would have taken it. It wasn't open at that time. It just opened this morning. Um, I think I just kind of look over at Agave, <laughs> because I'm Agave's ride, and it that this bike does have a, a pillion on it so i can potentially carry three people or if you're being really dangerous you can cram more people in there but like i can safely carry three people agave shrugs they're fine with whatever nod and kind of wave my hand through the air like don't worry about it gesture because you asked if there's anything you could give me oh okay the answer to that okay. is no but i can give you a ride okay so i'm i'm pretty psyched everybody has each other's number at this point right Okay. Mm -hmm. It is our party power. <laughs> we can call, we can each, call each other. Phone a friend. That's your one of your ability tags. Phone a friend. Oh, I forgot about that. Phone a friend is great. Yeah, phone yeah. a friend. Can you see this? It's right here. This is so great. This is so incredibly great. Oh, my God. That is a hell of a good superpower that everyone has cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, that's broken. Connect? That's broken. It's, it's disgustingly Connect. strong. There's a, we have a group chat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, does anyone know a cartographer? And then someone can be like, oh, yeah, I know a cartographer. Mm -hmm. You would invoke this tag. Um, you can also burn it. Wait, mm -hmm. anyone can burn it? Yep, anyone can burn it at any time. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, the tag can only be used once per session if it's not burnt. Correct. You need to spend downtime to get it back. I'll devise some kind of reason for that. I mean, you need to charge your phone. You need to charge your phone. It's That's easy. true. That's true. People, <laughs> dude, these batteries, batteries these days, am I right? We can still reach out to people we know. We just won't get a plus one from phone a friend. It only has an impact narratively, yeah? Yeah. So the purpose of this meeting scene, guys, is to determine what uh, y'all want to do next. I'm going to this guy's house. Don't you think we should wait till nighttime if we're going to be are, breaking and are, are we splitting up half to the underpass, half to the house? Can get us there before anybody else can get us there, even using, even with a side trip. And then there's we also can the, use the plane underpass. to find out if the photographer is in his house. Actually, so we should probably go do that one. I do want to raise a point from last session, actually, uh, from having heard your mm -hmm. guys' story. You said that someone was hired to date Navid. Who hired them? Did we ever follow up on that? Did we ever figure that out? No one asked. No one asked? I think we need to find that woman again. Yes, it's someone who worked for Nabeed. We don't know who it was. Her name was Emma. And that, I like, know that Emma was scared of whoever hired her. Yeah. Is the fastest way through to either of those apartments through the underpass? I feel like it might be. Yeah, like like Auntie Day said, it leads you to anywhere in the city, it seems like. It can get you anywhere fast. And I'm already fast, so... Depending on how long it takes um, Eddie to actually find thing, depending oh, on how I long it takes. Oh, I pretty damn quick, actually. Yeah, so like I feel like so, I could do that and still arrive at the apartment we're going to before the other people get there. I think Lee is headed to Navid's. So is everybody going to the underpass? If it's the fastest I, way I there, think... then I actually I don't see why not. If it's the fastest way yeah, there, we could have like a... just on the way. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of on the way. Like we could just all go. <laughs> It yeah. leads you anywhere in the city. I agree. I agree, but I also have a question. Yes. When we get to Navid's house, what are we actually doing? Investigate. Do we have a game plan? So there's an action in the game called investigate, where you would try to get clues. Yeah, but like... I can walk through the door physically, and look are at... Are we going to break it? Are we just going to show up and break into the... Break down the front I door? I can walk through the door and then unlock it from the inside. If there's... There might be police there, though. That works. We should also make sure there's no police or anyone he might have lived with there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we're going to Navid's, uh, sh should I text Ellie and let her know that we're going? Yes. We should keep an eye on her. Really? She seems kind of sus. Oh, that's exactly why we're calling okay. her. Okay. And like, she knows where it is already, so we won't have to text the address. So you want to call her? Uh, I think... Text? Uh, yeah. A little less formal, I'll, you I'll, know? Don't want to get too weird. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll text her before as we're like heading out and be like hey Ellie 4 o'clock in the afternoon you up <laughs> it, it's just like uh, I'm back what was that what are you texting I'm just text like a, a gif of like a, a bird dancing and saying we're yeah. on our way <laughs> I think All right. or, actually I think I'm going to ask Tish to come with to Emma's house because I think we're going to need someone to go in for window access. Uh, I can handle that. All right. Why are we going to Emma's we, house? And do we even feel know like where we should lives? all stay together? Like we don't know where she lives. I feel like we should do Navid's house first. Yeah. Okay. Navid's house first. 
Yeah. By way of City Underpass? Yeah. All right, I buy that. Yeah, I'm done with that. All right, who's in what car? Lee has a car. I would have a car, I would think. And are these four motorcycling or what's what's the uh, what's the what's the distribution? There's two cars with one person each, and everyone else is crammed into the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was picturing. <laughs> what if the golem rat takes up two motorcycle slots? Huh? <laughs> uh? Wait. What, what, why would the golem be riding the motorcycle and not in Robert's car? <laughs> because I was joking. Dude, I, I love the idea that like Robert's golem is sitting sidecar to Kaz. <laughs> Just awkwardly sitting sidecar as completely Kaz is Completely silent, completely mute the entire time. What looks like the sleepers is there's just a muddy dog with a little dog yeah. in the sidecar and the helmet. Oh my god. Little flecks of dirt flying off its fur in the wind. Yeah. Gollum just like slowly turns over, looks, slowly turns back. <laughs> it's a very silent trip. I think Eddie's in the sidecar and. Uh, you guys place yourself. Does someone want to come into my car? Y'all can. <laughs> I am not allowing. I am not allowing uh, Heath to ride two passengers max. Heath is like. So excited to get on this motorbike. I think I'm, I just shake Moment my head. Of and then I, character conflict. I point. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Let's, uh -oh. let's do the scene. Let's do the scene. <laughs> I, I draw out the scene a little bit. Sort of shake my head at Tish, and then I point at the sidecar, yeah. point at my seat, at the back seat, and I point at my two passengers. No. I kind of like. I kind of like elbow Lee, and I'm like, do the ground thing. Do the ground thing. You mean the ground. Didn't, weren't you the one who, like, picked up a little bit of dirt off the ground and then let it return and, like, fill it perfectly when you were first? It's kind of a, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, I, me as a player, I'm kind of at a loss of what you want me to I'm, do. I'm like, that. like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, she, she's into magic. She's into magic, you know? You can get her. By the way, real Dude, quick. I'm picturing, like, Eddie taking the moment to fill the potholes in the... <laughs> You take you take one hurt point on Kaz. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, one hurt point. Because I wouldn't let her ride. They hurt your you feelings. Get to ride the motorcycle. I'll uh, I'll keep up morale. I'll do something with keep up morale and just sort of like pat her on the back. So it's it's okay. You'll get to ride the motorcycle eventually. <laughs> you get in Lee's like beat up sedan. It's yeah. not exactly the most luxurious ride. Totes lay. The saddlebag part of the motorcycle. And I toss a helmet to Eddie. Oh, sweet. And I put it on. Just, I f I'm feeling great. I'm feeling alive. I am a little miffed that the Walkman's earphones can't fit under it. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great now. The traffic, curiously, kind of clears up around this. Uh, it's, a, it's a tunnel, very well lit um, with fluorescent lights. And above the tunnel, it has big letters, toll booth. Uh, but between the T and the O in toll, someone has spray painted a backwards capital R in red. There's not very many people around. You pull up to a very flimsy ramshackle barrier. Uh, it's made out of scrap metal and duct tape and cardboard. Uh, there's electric poles with wires dangling. It's quite like a high ceiling. Um, there's, there's like sparks and uh, like rusted pipes all around. 
The most prominent feature is a very large booth uh, with a massive uh, entity crammed inside of it. Uh, the sh its shoulders are nearly the height of the booth itself. Uh, the two necks are like bent really uncomfortably, squashed into this claustrophobic booth. One of the heads is uh, glaring at you, and the other one is staring very intently at uh, its finger. Is there a manhole cover anywhere nearby? Who's in front? Which vehicle is in front? Up to you. I feel like Kaz could be in front. You're the fastest. Yeah, yeah you can be in front if you want. Also, I know I know really it. well. I'm gonna pull up to this, you know, toll booth, and is is there marked prices on there? No. Uh, in fact, there's uh, no writing of any kind. I'm not sure how much this is going to be. So, and 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 I, this is, Kaz Kaz is the kind of person, much much like Lee, in the opening scene. They're not acknowledging this. They reach into their pocket. They pull out like a. $50 bill. They put it under the slot, the normal thing for, um, you know, the little plastic window with the semicircle shaped hole for the money, and they just slide the bill through there. There's a long silence. <laughs> there is a long silence. One of the heads says, Hey, I think there's someone there. And then uh, the other head says, Hey. I think the I think there might be someone there. They look over. You've slid the the money. Pick it up and start examining it. Like, what do you think this is? I don't know. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? I don't know. All right. What do you think it is? I I I, I kind of like lean forward in the car and I'm like, is is that is that an Etten? Is that an Etten? As you say that, it just gingerly puts the bill into the mouth. Starts chewing it. One of the heads says, "Hey." I wanted that. Like, well, too bad. I have it now. Okay. okay. Doesn't taste okay. very good though. Okay. Wait. Right. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I am going to take out a slip of paper uh, and write out the seventy-two letters, trying to convey deliciousness onto this piece of paper. <laughs> okay. 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 Very good. I'm guessing that would be a roll with a uh, art of naming. Exactly. Exactly right. So you write down delicious flavor onto Art of Naming. That's a plus one, I'm assuming. Uh, Probably just all. plus one for true name writing, yeah. Oof. Here we go. That's a 12. You write out these 72 letters, hand it to Dog. Dog gets out of the car, lumbers over to the toll booth, slips it under the slot, and, and is like, Oh, it's another one. I want this one. And uh, immediately grabs it and starts eating it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh. Uh, I don't think they taste very good. Mm, I was more. I was You gave them a status. Yum. Not money hungry. One. You had a power of one on that. Ah, uh, but it gets juice. If it's changed the game, it gets juice too for that high roll. For that high roll, yeah. Two. Yeah, you're right. Mmm, this tastes amazing. One of them is chewing blissfully, and then uh, the other one kind of spits out the money. And he's like, uh. I think someone's here. And he turns his attention to you. Hey, I'm the toll keeper. No, I'm the toll keeper. No, you're the toll keeper. No, I'm the toll keeper. No, you're the toll I keeper. I go to the window and I tell them, I'll give you more tasties if you let us all go through the underpass. I like the tasties. I don't like the tasties. I like the tasties. I don't like the tasties. I like the tasties. I don't like the tasties. 
uh, and they're bickering back and forth. So mechanically, uh, what is happening here is you can't use the same thing over and over again. The situation has to change somehow for you to try to use that again. So we're gonna say this at, at some point when they're pleased enough, they will let you through. Agave's gonna change the game and pull out like two small bottles of uh, wine of ecstasy from like mm -hmm. the glove compartment. Plus one, so five. Perfect. Agave pulls out two uh, like bottles from that ice box uh, hidden away in the sidecar. Present them. Ooh, these are some different tasties. Uncork it and just spit spraying all over. Um, and it's like, ah, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. They're going to reach for one of the electric poles, rip it out of the ground, and just immediately swing it down and attack Agave. So with that fail, um, you're being attacked by an electric pole here. Uh, you can roll to face danger against right, that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be rolling to face danger. I'm going to use uh, some erratic movement, and I, I think I'm also going to, yeah, just toss up some glow sticks as a distraction. That is a 10. Uh, you fend off the effect and take no status at all. Cool. So why don't you describe what that looks like as they're now trying to attack you with this giant telephone? So uh, Agave looks like they're stumbling a little bit, but instead sways perfectly under the first swing of the pole. And then as they're going back in to finish it off, they get distracted by some glow sticks and Agave uh, just sort of like tumbles out of the way. As they go in for that second swing, they're, they pause and... Uh, Oh, pretty colors. We like the pretty colors. Can I just colors. metagaming pigeon real quick for a second here and be like, tell them who sent us, Noah. We were given instructions. I don't... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hey, 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 hello, hello. I... Oh, wait, fuck. I burnt attention getter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That decision has narrowed oh, no. mechanical oh, no. consequences. Oh, no. Um... <laughs> I think I'm I'm gonna in like try and uh, like like gently tap on the box. I know like usually it's if you're if you're working in a toll, it's a long day. It's stressful. You're sitting in a hot box. You're you're tired. You're you're bored out of your mind usually unless you got like a book. And I can only imagine that someone as large as these two individuals being crammed inside. It's only even more miserable. I'm gonna try and like tap on the windows to try and get their attention. But I'm going to try and do it in like a fun way with maybe some of like the junk that's been sitting around. I'm going to use mm, impromptu yeah, instruments and maybe blue collar workers. I would accept both mm -hmm. of those. I buy that completely. Uh, that's a plus two. Let's see okay. what you got. I'm rolling like trash today. Uh, that is oh, a no. six. Okay. So here's what happened. As they got up out of the toll booth, they were cramped and stuffed inside. They, As they rose to stand up, the boot got, booth got completely demolished. So you walk up and you tap on like just a pane of glass that's <laughs> hanging there by a thread. You knock it loose. It was very precariously hanging there. The glass shatters all over their feet and now they're angrily going to swing at you with that same telephone pole. Boom. Uh, go ahead and roll face for face danger. danger. Yeah, if you have any power tags that could help you avoid getting swung Absolutely at. Absolutely not. Can I change the game here? 
Yeah, I, no, I, I already rolled. Oh, shit. Doesn't matter. Oh, that's a 12. So just by pure luck, uh, these guys are distracted. They're a little bit, uh, they swing. And they're like, yeah, we got them. We outsmarted them. <laughs> so that's what happened. Solid. Just run through. Is there like a, a barrier? Yeah, I was going to say. Really shoddy looking, like. Metal, scrap metal and Wait, cardboard. Wait, is and there a manhole cover around? You can look for one. Let's do a roll for that. <laughs> what if you used great grandfather's wisdom on this? I don't want to. <laughs> like, Eddie, Eddie, there's a lot of manhole covers in places <laughs> no, 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 you no. don't expect. I'm going to invoke resolute plumbing, maybe? That's yeah, such sure. a great tag name. <laughs> Your mythos. <laughs> Come on. Roll it. <laughs> there is a manhole cover. I will now create the story tag. Manhole. Supposed to climb down cover. there. I would like to get Ooh. into the manhole cover and uh, <laughs> like leave the door, leave it open for everybody else to climb down. <laughs> you see, Eddie just—he uh, he was just escaped being attacked by a giant telephone ball. Spots a nearby <laughs> sewer and just starts climbing yeah, down I'm into not, it. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> and it looks like we're abandoning. <laughs> The whole trying to find an object thing? No, no, not quite. You'll see, you'll see. <laughs> okay, well. Inside the overpass. So the troll is like swinging around wildly. I want to make it really inconvenient for them to swing. So basically what I'm going to do mm -hmm. is I'm going to slide forward um, sort of nearby, put my hands forward and swirl around in the air. And as that happens, like the pavement like becomes muddy. And then I start just punching up pillars out of the ground and like it's being surrounded by like these these pillars of uh like mixed weird mixed cement and asphalt that looks very abstract so that mm -hmm. like there's like okay. a sort of a cover system that we can dodge attacks behind nine plus two is eleven create a story tag probably maybe a status called uh, impeded the shaky ground! We don't like the shaky ground! I'm like, yeah, we don't like the shaky ground! He's just told him the manhole open, right? You want to uh, jump in the sewer? All right, I've never been below the city before, but that's the first for everything. Do it. Woo! You're just going to jump in? All right, that's not an action. Uh, you can still do one of these actions. While you're looking at that, do you have an idea what you want to do, Kaz? Yeah, that's a great question. Agave is, like, off the motorcycle. Not, not easy to... I'm I'm debating yoinking and just just leaving with trying to fight here. Let's let's go toe to toe. Let's go toe to toe. You're gonna try to fight. Yeah. Okay. And can I, I can I decide what exactly I do uh, after my roll for you know yep, narrative reasons? How many times? Would tranquility apply here? If anything, it would be a detriment. Um, it's you're in a very peaceful state of mind, so fighting you would probably take a malice to that. Really? Yes. I was imagining like the the perfect battlefield calm. No, I don't think so. I think it would be like a pacifism. I think it would. I think it would be a, like a pacifism effect. Yeah. You don't want to fight right now. Okay. Well, if I don't want to fight, then I'm probably not gonna fight. If that's like, you know, affecting me mentally. But do I do it anyway? Yeah, you know what? You know what? I do it anyway. I'm going to invoke fist fighting and supernatural reflexes 
-hmm. And I'm also invoking adrenaline junkie. So that's a total of a minus one. That is a six. Um, let me actually pause here and remind everybody you can, I, I think people forget to do this. You can invoke weakness tags mm -hmm. to give yourself a minus. If you do that, you get XP. That's how you level up in this game. Mm -hmm. So every time you that. invoke weaknesses, Oh, you just invoked a weakness tag? Yeah, yeah, Adrenaline Junkie. Oh yeah, that's right, you invoked Adrenaline Junkie uh, because you're fighting anyway. Oh, so shit, you, you get the XP for that, yeah. but you failed. So you're going to try to move up and attack them. They're much, much bigger than you are. All right, they're going to swing again. Uh, but their view is kind of obscured by these pillars. Yeah, go ahead and make a face danger roll as they Sick. try to just swing at you with the television the telephone pole this is a linked move so i can't invoke supernatural reflexes again but Correct. can i invoke uh can't die already dead yeah and zombie regeneration yeah okay so it's a total of a well you, you also have a plus two from the impeded by big pillars right this is going to reduce the effectiveness of the status so instead of getting seriously injured by this you are merely going to become decapitated so you watch wait, whoa, as the telephone wait, wait, wait. You've got the juice. You've got the juice. into your head and just your head just flies off. Just uh, so I'm going to give you decapitated. Decapitated one. Uh, you have become decapitated. <laughs> how do you, wait, you, how do you get decapitated six? Your head gets cut really off. Let me put it this way. If any of you were to be decapitated, you would get a decapitated <laughs> six for sure. Uh, this, this, this is not normal. You watch as this telephone hole is like a baseball swing, bada bada swing, and just oh. boom, knocks the head to clean off. Oh head goes God. flopping oh, okay. far out back into the tunnel. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and like investigate. towards the exit or towards the other side? Towards the exit. Okay. Uh, so here, let me put, let me put this as a story tag. Has his head. This flies all the way to the back. Like rolling, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try and investigate. I, I'm in the manhole cover. Yeah, I'm looking for the bag now. Actually, before you do that, I think Tish oh, can Tish. do something. Oh. Did you want to do something, Tish? I think I'm I'm freaking out because I just saw Kaz get decapitated. Yes. I'm gonna like scream. Ah! I'm just gonna run in. I'll invoke the weakness, uh, careless and uh, overconfident. And then um, I take my beanie and I like wave it around and a bunch of like air just rushes in and then I'm going to like hold it like a bazooka and then just like um, let oh release God. a tornado. All right. So you watch as uh, she takes her beanie off, holds it like a bazooka, invoke the, your tags. What you got? Can I do control yeah, of voice two. too? Yeah, I would say plus two. Yeah. And then, oh. and then accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, that's a plus three. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then minus one. Actually, I will say, though, this is kind of interesting. Uh, I would say you would be impeded by the pillars as well. Because um, you need, like, um, wide open spaces to get, like, that good airflow, right? So I think you would get a minus two from these pillars. So maybe it's... That is ironic. My weakness is wide open spaces. Maybe it should be the opposite. Yeah, well, actually, what do you think? Should the pillars and Peter wind or no? I mean, like, how strong is this wind? Is this like gale force winds? Yeah. Like bounce off the pillars, though, and then become, like, crazy, right? I think it's a minus two. Yeah, I think I think the, the pillars... Plus three, minus two. Okay. 
Okay, what was your goal with this? This is an eight. I'm just trying to. I'm so I'm aiming at both the troll and the um the the, the booth like the blockage. I'm trying to just mm -hmm. knock it all down. All right. So as you, I guess this would be a change the game as well. Trying to knock down the toll booth. Um, the toll booth has an ability. Uh, it is a magical barrier. So as the wind hits, there's like a plane, there's an invisible plane, and you see the wind hit this invisible plane and just Wait, dissipate. Toll booth. The toll booth got exploded. Oh yeah, sorry, there's no toll booth. I'm talking about the barrier, like the shoddy ramshackle barrier. The wind hits that, there's an invisible plane of like force right behind that, and all of the, all the objects hit that invisible thing and scatter. Like, and the troll takes one point of status. Uh, we'll call this winded. Funny. Winded one. I think we're back around to the top. Can I try something here? I have an idea too. Can I act first? Kaz would like to act first. First of all, I think this is the funniest possible time for me to invoke the great grandfather's wisdom. So I'm going to do that. And I would like to make an investigate roll. And I, I, I stumble backwards yes. and then I pivot. I turn around, it's a little bit awkward, and I start walking in the direction I kind of know to be the exit, which is where my eyes are facing. I would like to investigate, and can I invoke um, mental roadmap here? Ooh, I would say no, because you don't, you haven't been here yet. So that is just, I have, wait, I just get a clue. Oh yeah, so this wouldn't even be an action. So can I just use that? to find my head. Give, give me the anecdote. I'm doing this for you, Way. Write me my anecdote. You want an anecdote? Yeah. No, well, I would say, like, you know where your head is. Like, your head has a sense of where it is. Like, I don't think you need to spend a clue for this. Like, you know exactly where your head is, but it's more of a problem of actually getting to the head. Right? Okay. Wouldn't you say so? so? what kind of world is that? Yeah. But you want to get some kind of, like, grandfatherly wisdom for the uh for the head um and you just automatically get it maybe back. this would be the juice <laughs> then. Of... remove the status the juice no, in oh, that yeah. case... that's right spending the I juice thought... would in in immediately just delete one tier of status from something so this juice could just instantly get rid of the decapitated <laughs> so i have <laughs> no idea what that would look like but that's funny as fuck <laughs> I'm gonna go pick it up. If this isn't, if I know where the head is, it's less funny. Um, I wanted, I wanted like. <laughs> no, well, I, you, want, okay. I want to see the juice invoke <laughs> removal of decapitation. Is you an anecdote? You know, sometimes your head is not your head, and the head you need is the head on your head. You know, you got a good head. You got a good head on your shoulders. I go Listen, get my head. You start wandering around and everywhere, and you remember his wisdom. Sometimes your own head is right in front of you. And then you bend down and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd lose your head if it wasn't attached. Oh man! As your head starts flying off, uh, it says it says something like, "You got a good head on your shoulders, there, Kaz. Just remember, whenever you're in trouble, bounce." And you you manage to like steer your your head manages to steer itself onto a pipe and like bounce <laughs> like and land right at your feet. When you're looking for something, it might just be right at your feet. You just scoop it up. All right, so these are gonna these are gonna cancel out. So cool. Of this, spending they knocked juice off the is head, not an and it just bounced back and rolled to her feet. She put it back on, or they put it back on. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, what so happened. Yeah, so you're not. I, I get to describe this. <laughs> yeah, please yes. do. Also, you 
you all get to see this. You all get to see this in character. I just bend over, pick up my head. I seem to know exactly where it is after that completely absurd interaction that just happened. I put it back on, and it's like... <laughs> That's it. Hardcore! Hardcore, man! Yeah. I love the idea of Tish, like, violently cheering for the what would have been the death of a human being? Yeah, well, Gave was about to lose her mind. First, and then she saw you. Kaz put the head on, and then she's like, whoa, sick! I know what I want to do next, though. Yeah, hey, you're next, but I just want to really quickly ask, ask Tisha if she has her GoPro out. <laughs> no. Okay. She, she wouldn't have it out. Good to know, good yeah. to know. All right, Robert, what you got? So I'm going to look around for a place where I can reach the loose wires, essentially. Okay. I'm going to take a strip of paper write out my 72 letters to animate the wires and make them attack the giant. All right, perfect. Plus one for true name writing. Would uh, animating sculptures count? Uh, I would say no. These are like loose wires. I don't think, well, yeah, I think you're, my interpretation of that is that you're better at animating specifically sculptures, like things that people sculpt. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say plus one. Okay. Marcus, if you want, I've got a literal pipe full of material for you to sculpt. Well, no, he, right he, at your feet. You you have to you have to invest time to sculpt it, and then you can animate it. Not but, all of us have uh, to right invest time to sculpt it, like a stone statue out of like dirt or something. Yeah, that'll be a good use for a flashback at some point. You write the seventy-two letters that have like the words meaning like aggression um, and vitality. Yeah, the ones to both animate it and make it unbelievably angry at that giant two-headed thing okay so this is a total of plus one let's see what you got that's an eight and uh, that is enough all right so we're gonna change this winded to a generic injured boom as uh you see he takes out another slip of paper quickly scrawls out the 72 letters puts it on the wires the wires start moving around wrap themselves around the limbs it's like ah, ah. we don't like that this only happens when you're around. Two is the loneliest number. I would say that that was a go toe to toe. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, you have the opportunity to choose, uh, Robert. You can either block their counterattack, or you can impose the status. Status. Okay, they will attack you then. So you can now try to face danger from them. I think I got an idea. So do I. Okay. I'm just gonna step in the way to try and protect me. Perfect. So that's a plus two. Inhuman strength and mindlessly resolute. Yep. When can we invoke help? Well, it applies to rolls. So yeah, you could do it before this roll. Uh, I guess you would have to interrupt them. Whatever. I rolled two ones, so it probably wouldn't have worked anyway. They're going to swing the club. A large part of the blow is um, softened as they have to like wade through these pillars, but they're like punching their way. Left fist, boom, the rock crumbles. Uh, hand swings. Boom. Uh, crushes another fist, rubble spraying everywhere, um, and so they're dramatically slowed down. And so they manage to, uh, and your golem also is able to like shove off most most of the blow. Um, so I think with those things, oh, you failed actually, you failed. So I guess some of the dust is like spraying at your golem. Your golem's trying to rushing rushing to protect you, but can't quite get there in time. So they destroy that. They have one excess point. So you've been like. Clipped, so we'll say clipped by pole one. Okay. Uh, so they've destroyed the earthen pillars, and uh, you're, you've taken a little bit of damage. Can I try and search for the bag, or whatever, whatever it was that anti-day 
uh, brought back. Yeah, you're invoking your um, unexpected fines. I'm invoking unexpected fines, razor focus, and resolute plumbing because I'm in a sewer right now. Okay, yeah. Also isolated piping. Yes. If, if you think that that I would, would say that's a plus four for sure. All right. I'd also like to invoke hard to reach and stinky. Uh, I would say stinky does not apply. Stinky applies in social interactions. Uh, so I would say that's a minus one. So t you have a total of plus minus three. One. Does anything else affect this? I don't think so. Go ahead and roll for plus three. All right. So you find it immediately. Why don't you describe that? what that looks like? As soon as like I duck into the pipes, like everything seems to uh, start going our way. Like floating down on the remnants of like last night's summer rain shower is like a yellow tote bag. And I just pick that up and like without a, a, a single word, I just open it up <laughs> and take out whatever it was that uh, Auntie Day had meant to find and just say, she's a very colorful woman with great hiding spots. Yeah, uh, you're alone down here. So you're kind of talking to yourself. You've climbed yeah. down into the manhole and uh, just by pure happenstance, floating down, you see her tote bag. It was down there the whole time. It was down there the whole time. Who would have yep. guessed? Inside you see like, it looks like an Erlenmeyer flask. It's corked and it's got like a green dancing flame inside of it. Um, and there's like a oh. cute little note, Auntie Day with a heart. So I will give you this story tag now. Uh, you have green fire and a flask. Green fire. All right, perfect. That was Eddie's green turn. Fire. Uh, who's next? Peach, are you still blasting him with wind? Well, like, what you've just what has just I happened just... is you've blasted and it's like scattered all over. Um, maybe I'll just keep blasting and just like go and ham. That, that was my question because I was going to kind of give you an assist here. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. what I want to do is sort of mold earth into like a tunnel in front of her um and so the wind is like channeled right at the the creature um and i also want to try to like make the ground underneath it like a little bit more slick so it slips under the pressure yeah very cool so you're fashioning so, yeah. an impromptu wind wind tunnel like a tornado nozzle yeah so what i'm gonna Amazing. do is i'm gonna invoke see through uh see through the eyes yes See through the eyes, yep. Uh, my two uh, ground-based effects, and I'm also yes. going to invoke over-calculating, because this okay. is some <laughs> maximum brain shit right Yeah, here. fantastic. <laughs> With a plus three, you can mark it one attention. Uh, on so plus three, minus one. Yep, okay, that is a nine oh for a change the game. This will be a give... 13. No? Oh, sorry, plus I got, two. I got 11 yeah, on plus two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just is going to make Tish automatically succeed as the, the wind bazooka is now being fired. The, the earth forms up into a cylinder and uh, blasts uh, this guy completely. That was a power of two. So a two and a two, as everybody knows, two and two make three. So the injured is going to go up to a three. Do I get two juice here? My interpretation of that was a hit with all you've got. So you yeah. got a 13, you get them good. Oh, I guess you would get them good. So be I would get them weird. good, uh -huh. and then I pick one other one. Mm -hmm. hmm. And then I get to choose one that you don't choose. I'll take cover or secure a superior position. Right, so if you do that, then they can't attack you. So the wind is just blasting them right in the face, and they are, like, incredibly slowed down. Gave's also going to do a hit with all you got. 
Mm -hmm. uh, they're not they're not super pleased that Kaz just had their head knocked off. Maybe haven't noticed that Kaz is okay. And oh, yeah, I, that's I, your I, first it, time seeing that. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh Agave is gonna start like uh crying some sort of red fluid. Uh mm -hmm. and gonna invoke stop hitting yourself in irresistible turntables. Uh mm -hmm. sort of <laughs> stop hitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. so bad. Uh very yeah. good. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, so plus two here. That is an eight. So you impose their status. You can either impose a status or defend yourself. Uh, you will be hit back. Like it, it'll still like do a couple of ticks to their like hurt status, right? Yeah. You can either increase this injured by two ticks, or defend yourself. Uh, otherwise, they're going to swing at you. I'm pretty sure like that happens regardless, and I choose whether I defend myself or I opted it here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. So I'll just click this up twice. There you go. I think I'll defend That's myself. The, the two-headed creature is frustrated. They're like, "Ah, we're not getting anywhere." And then the other one's like, "Uh, no, I don't think we're getting anywhere." And uh, they're gonna turn and try to attack you. Um, so they throw like just a haymaker, like a wild, crazy haymaker. You slip out of the side with your drunken uh, move and they, their fist just crashes right into the cement wall. And they're like, ouch, I thought you were controlling that arm. No, that was your job. So now they're injured. They are close to tier four. Now you said that if we know like the legend that's th this is metagaming you, you said that <laughs> if you know the legend that someone's uh behind that gives us an incredible advantage is that well you could yeah if you explain the legend to me because i don't know it <laughs> if you explain okay. if you explain the legend then yeah I, I, it might give you a bonus okay so like ed and heads really hate each other right clearly. like they almost hate <laughs> each other more than like anything else yeah right? clearly <laughs> that that yeah, is what yeah. I've been trying to play, play up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, could we possibly get them to hate, like, start beating each other up? <laughs> With I don't know an ability called uh, "Stop Hitting Yourself" or some other tags, maybe that would make sense. I think you would spend an action to try to like stoke their mutual dislike, okay. um, and then okay. they might start attacking each other. Kaz, did you want to do something? Yeah. So, um. I'm going to burn Grim Reprisal. Okay. <laughs> cool. Because this is like a very, very extreme use of this ability. So I think that's extremely cool. After taking that hit, there's almost an aura around me of, of shadow. Like there around my neck is just like wisp of black. And then a, like black mist almost coalesces on my fist. And I just like... How tall is this thing? Uh, like, well over 10 feet, maybe between 10 and 12 feet. I mean, the obvious answer is to hit it in the crotch, but that's that takes that takes a, a certain amount of panache. <laughs> Blast a whole straight uh, spine with your fist, a la one punch. I hit it right in the kidney. I hit it right in the fucking right. kidney. This, so, this is an automatic success with a power of three. Uh, kidney shot. Mm. All right, that's one, two, three. Let's count this. This uh, is four. This is two, so these two are stacking right now. So we're going to say that's a five. Five is what you need to incapacitate it. So, uh, you know, the, the shadow con congeals around your fist, hardens, um, and you just punch it right in the kidney. Knock all the wind out of it. 
and uh, it is going to collapse to the ground. As it collapses, you see a, like a faint shimmering um, in the magical barrier. All is still. I got it. And I hold up the green flask. <laughs> That's right. You do have it. That was, that was sweet. Sweet combo move. Oh, did we just kill that thing? We rehearse that. I would I'm say... In character. I would say... Oh, you're asking in character? You can make an investigate roll to find out if it's dead or not. Literally walking gonna, up to the group and asking, yeah. hey, did we just kill that thing? I'm going to walk over and make and make sure... Don't know, don't care. Agave's going <laughs> to hug Kaz and make sure they're okay. Do we know what that was? I hug back. Like, are the troll cops going to come after us now? All cops are no, trolls. Those are, those are going to be the pigs. Anything. Like the literal pigs. Oh. At this rate. <laughs> if they're anything like this guy, I don't think they'll get too far in their investigation. I give Agave a high five with that joke. <laughs> and then I give Eddie also a high five. I'm just going to gonna point at Kaz and go, you okay? You okay? Okay. <laughs> are you like, all right, Kaz? Dude, so glad your head is detachable. Did not expect that. I don't think I saw you decapitated since, like, it was all in the span of one round that you reattached your head. Yeah, Eddie still not has not sewer. seen that. He was in the sewer the whole time. Yeah. I'm just like, everything's good. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. We might cut this no. scene so does this here. mean we get to use the uh, the underpass for free now? Ooh. Underpass. So this is a way to get somewhere really fast. Uh, maybe beat somebody, race somebody to a location. Cool. I like that. So you have that. Um, you got the green fire. The next scene is going to take place at Naveed's house, but I think we're going to end it here, guys. We've been playing for a long time, um, but oh, yeah. but, but there's also uh, we're not done playing yet because there's a part of gameplay called geek out after the credits. Go around the table. Each player can answer one or more of the following questions. How has the crew grown this session? Which character had the most meaningful interaction with you? And which of the themes is under the most strength? So you can answer any number of those questions. Answer at least one. I, I feel like our that... crew has grown a little bit closer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you describe how it's grown closer? Uh, well, we uh, we started doing some combo moves in there. Uh, so I think our understanding mm -hmm. of each other is improving. Okay, I might give you the power tag sweet combo. <laughs> yes. I really love doing combos. Yeah. yeah. That was really fun. I feel like Agave uh, and Tish vibed, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a help point on the... Gave likes Tish. Cool. Uh, I think that like old man Condus's words uh, definitely made me trust Lee even more, and I also was uh, really grateful towards Robert uh, for talking to me uh, uh, after. I think you can only take one. Yeah, you can either take yeah. you can only take one. So which one? Which one do you think? No, oh, that's so tough. I think I'll go for Lee. I think Odd Jobs is under strain too. Odd jobs is under strain. You feel like you didn't use that as much. Well, I mean, well, I would say no. I think you, I think you, I think you used it. No, yeah, but like what I promised to old man Condus made me. F I, I think that's that's going to weigh heavily on my character. Okay, fair enough. I mean, meaningful interaction. I would say that sweet combo me and Tish had. Yeah, um, um, I'm gonna I mark yeah. a, a help point for Tish. All right, yeah, you can each take one on that. Yeah. I uh, I don't have enough room in my crew. How do I mark a help Is that point? True? You should. There should be five. You're missing something. You have two Eddies. Oh, I do have two Eddies. <laughs> oh, that, that's for Eddie in the morning and Eddie in the evening. 
<laughs> two completely different people. His mythos is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Uh, no, Eddie is clearly Mario. Listen, <laughs> I'm Eddie in the streets and I'm Eddie in the sheets. That's that's what I gotta tell you. <laughs> um despite what I just heard, I am gonna take a help point on Eddie because <laughs> uh I was skeptical of talking to the old man and was proven that that Perfect. was legit. Perfect. Makes okay. sense. This I, I see this like part of the gameplay as an opportunity to reflect on the session and like think about how the characters have grown. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Conflict has uh, increased between them. I feel like my opinion of Eddie has certainly developed. Developed in which direction? It could be a help point. It, it could. I could make an argument for it being a hurt point, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make it a help point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, am I going to make it a help? Point? Make it a hurt. Make it a hurt. Make, make it hurt. hurt. Make it a hurt. I do already have a help point for Eddie. As long as you have a good justification for it. Can you explain, can you explain what, uh, why it's a hurt? Certain things happened that made me very uncomfortable. Fair enough. I mean, the thing is, I was very at ease. So actually, and I, I've still got this strange status, so I think it should be a, a help point. Hmm. In another world, it's a hurt point, but it should be a help point. Mm -hmm. Okay. The old man saying into my soul was uh, disturbing. Yeah, he can get like that. How did Agave feel about our interaction in the sign language course? Well, Agave appreciated the distraction. Okay. And, like, they, they were genuine in their warning to you. Okay. I would say that's a neutral. Like, on one hand, you asked a very probing question. On the other hand, it was grateful for the distraction. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I guess if you're asking for, like, that interaction for yourself as a help or her point, what did... uh? What did Robert take away from that? I was about to ask the same question. If it's anything, it would be a hurt, because I'm more skeptical, knowing that you're involved with more shady people. Yeah, you That's can fair. take that. One help, one hurt feels pretty good. I want to see you all spending your hurt points and just wrecking each other. I think that's fun. I think that's going to be a great time. Wait, wait. Do the <laughs> hurt points count towards experience, at least? They just, they're just for story. They're just for narrative. That... Oh yeah, if we invoke a weakness, how do we count that? If you invoke a weakness, you mark one attention. Okay. Great session, guys. Nice. Yeah. Hey, it's the end of the episode.